If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this massive episode Boing. of Mind Pump for the first hour, we do our introductory conversation. Yeah, Guess we an hour who got a new car? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. This guy did. Uh, then, we, race. then we talked about Justin's house in the woods. That sounds like a scary movie. <laughs> does, <laughs> it does. It totally does. We talked about spiders kill you. and why we don't like them. Kids and delayed gratification. We do some coaching there. I mentioned the new uh, weed drink by L- Lagunitas. They're the beer makers. Now they make oh, a weed sounds drink. Sounds delicious. The changing cannabis market, the importance of staying active throughout the day, Justin's dad's reluctant use of organified juice. I'm, I'm glad he, he. But now he, he, he conceded. I'm glad he likes it. Yes. Uh, we are sponsored by Organify. If you go to organify.com forward slash mind pump and enter the code mind pump, you'll get 20% off. Then we talked about my son's training update. He's been working out and having a lot of fun. Uh, and we mentioned the new Juve light and how Juve lights increase testosterone levels. There's lots of other health benefits. We also work with Juve Light. If you go to Juve, J-O-O-V-V.com forward slash mind pump, you will get a free MAPS Prime program if you buy anything over $500 and you'll get free shipping. Hooked up. Good stuff. And then we gave our six-week contest update. Then we get into the questions. First question was, could someone who does a lot of NEAT uh, get the metabolic adaptations where your metabolism slows down like someone who does lots of cardio? Great question. We dive into that one pretty deep. Mm-hmm. Next question was, are there different skill sets for online training versus in-person training? So if you're a trainer and you're contemplating, should I train people online or should I do it in person? What's the difference? We break that down for you in this part of this episode. The next question was, what are our thoughts on YouTube fitness brands that push intermittent fasting? They use Kino Body as an example. So we go on his YouTube page and we break it down a little mm, bit. You're doing it wrong, bro. And finally, this individual's been doing CrossFit for seven years, can't get any leaner. What the hell's going on? Has their body adapted? Is it time to take a break and do something different? Uh, we give them advice in that part of this episode. Take a break. Also, one more time, I'd like to mention there's only three days left. Three, one, two, three for 50% off. MAPS Performance. We will not be running this promotion again for a long time. If you go to mindpumpmedia.com, enter the code GREEN50, G-R-E-E-N, 50, you'll get 50% off. We also have MAPS bundles on that site. Bundles are where we combine multiple MAPS programs for specific goals, like our super bundle, which is a year of exercise programming all planned out for you. So you can find all the bundles and the 50% off MAPS Performance with the code GREEN50, at mindpumpmedia.com. T-shirt time! And it's T-shirt time. Oh, Here yeah. it comes. Here it comes. Do we do better, Doug? 49 reviews. How Woo! many? 49. 49. Did you call for it? Yeah, I did. I just told people how to do it. I think there's some backed up... Uh, some uh, pent-up yeah. pent demand we, there. there. was a little constipation going on. Yeah, That's yeah. a record, yeah, I think. Close to it. We may have had one more day where we had more, but um, 49 is pretty good. Wow. So we're giving out 13 shirts, and the winners are C. Louise 4, Jess Morse, Daryl 2, Heath Fulmer, JP Dog 87, Jay Creasy, Stave 777, Fit Fad Foodie, Fierce Phoenix, 
Shannon Maggie, Rogue Alias, A.D. Starkic, 90, and Lifelong Fan. All of you are winners. Send a name I just read to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Send your shirt size, your shipping address, and we'll get that right out to you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. I cannot believe how many people are going crazy over MAPS performance. Ha. Yeah. Yes. Crazy. Yeah. It excites me. You know why? Because it's the it's always that program that was always kind of the most, uh, what's the word? Maybe a little bit, little bit of comprehensive, mystery. comprehensive, and a little bit of mystery because yeah. it's not like you know, like maps anabolic. It's pretty straightforward aesthetic bodybuilding. Yeah, performance. People are like, well, what's gonna? But with this fifty percent off thing that we're doing, yeah, people yeah. Like, love it. A ridiculous amount of people. I'm surprised how many units. Well, it's just are a going fresh, up. you know, change of pace. Too, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think people doing different movements that are challenging, but it's still it makes it fun because it's it's different. Well, that's what I'm getting. I'm getting messages from people who are who already are owners who are getting their their spouses and whatever to get the 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 program themselves because they like it so much. Yeah. So very surprising, and I think Doug, when does this episode? This is going up tomorrow. So there's th- how many days left for the promo? Three days left. Okay, so so uh, if you're listening to this the day it drops, there's three days left yeah. for the for the 50% off. And then of, phew, gone. Yeah, with the code. For the rest of your life, gone. Code GREEN50, G-R-E-E-N, and the number 50. I got to keep saying that because I get DMs from people who are spelling out the word 50. Oh, they are? <laughs> yeah. Someone actually sent me a coupon code and it was green. Damn it. It was green fitty. Green Fitty, man. <laughs> I tried it. It was Green Fitty. What's that's, up? That's the special yeah. menu. That's the special mind pump menu that comes uh, out. <laughs> we give you the homie hookup on that one. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I, I, I'm a little bummed, man. Why are you bummed? I'm kind of bummed right now. I can't tease you about your car anymore. Oh, uh, about- <laughs> uh, those no days more, are over. No more Jetta jabs, dude. Yeah. No more Jetta jabs. Yeah, no. I was a little bummed about that. You know, I mean, excited for you. You got yourself a nice new whip, yeah. but I was like, fuck. We didn't do any of those cool picks next to the rims, you know? To like, the old one? Yeah, we should have. To the Jetter? Just to set her off, you know? Yeah. We didn't. We, I wanted to do a, that video. We never did it. Yeah. Fuck. Wasted okay. it, dude. It's you okay. wasted it. It is nice to to be in a in a in a nicer car. I definitely appreciate. You it. feel like, like a them. boss. You got a little lean going yeah, on, man. huh? You got a little lean going on no, when you're there. Man, driving not fast little, these days. Not huh? a little lean. I don't care about that, dude. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. No, but you know, it's, you're uh, piping fools when you go I, by. Yeah, huh? you're bumping. <laughs> <Piping>. What? <laughs> what the hell's that? You know what I? You know what piping people? You, what I used to say that means? <laughs> I don't know. Like you're having sex with sounds someone. aggressive. Yeah, yeah that's like, laying pipe. Like, I was, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's laying pipe. Like damn, bro. Hey, <laughs> that new car making you pipe I'm fools. Pipe or what? You, yeah, exactly. Son. My my kids like it. They're in the back and they're having a good time. My daughter's like, go fast. So it's got this feature where I can where I can change the transmission and it, there's like a screen in the front and it shows sport mode. Or economy oh, mode yeah. or standard, yeah. Which you know what it does is it changes the way that the gear shift and all that. Yeah, yeah, it, how, it makes it, it does make a difference. Well, it just shows, it, it's automatic, right? Yeah. So it, it manipulates where the RPMs where you shift at. Yeah, exactly. Right. But for a kid, <clears throat> when you're in the back of the car and on the screen, it's a sport. Yeah, and they think it's dad's like, going into light speed. Oh shit! <laughs> you put it in sport mode. You know what I'm saying? Sport mode. <laughs> my kids, no, are, my hair's blowing off. My, my daughter's freaking out. She's like, "What it has a sport mode? Like if it's like a..." <laughs> and I remember when I was a kid, my my dad my dad owned a uh, a Dodge Colt. Because it was like a little shitty. Yeah. Like, uh, I was going to say, that's not like no. a supercar. But it had, so it was stick shift, because that's how all the cars were back then, right? It was stick shift. But then there was this other stick next to the stick shift. And if you you could put it in power or economy, 
Okay. It actually had this. Wow. But when I was a kid, I thought that was like, I thought that meant the car was a fast. I'm like, people would tell me like, my dad's car, he's got a Mustang's pretty fast. But like, it's like, like putting into hyperdrive. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like whatever, dude. Like, my dad's got a fucking power mode. In the car. <laughs> if he puts that thing on, you're done. Yeah. You fucking watch out. Best. Which and it ended up being, being the first car that I drove. How much do you like that uh, new car smell, dude? That's like one of that yeah. and new sneakers, new car smell. Favorite smells. Yeah, it's, you know uh, what though? Do you know what's like an aphrodisiac? Do you let your kids bring like food in there? No? Fuck no! Right? Fuck oh, you no! Can't, you can't. You got to put a hard band yeah, on. You that. don't want French no fries food. between the seats, dude. No, not That's at all. Always gets you. In no. fact, I French almost, fries always get you. I yeah. almost cut the tree down. That fucking put the leaves on my car this morning. It's like you mother. <laughs> I'll kill you, you, son of a bitch. Yeah, no. But the the power mode, bro. You put it in the power mode, and then it- <laughs> you don't feel guilty parking wow. it outside because you're in home gym. Huh? I have enough room for a car in there. Oh, so you can still park the car in there? Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought you had too much too much uh, equipment in there. Too much for two cars. Oh. Yeah, but you can park. That's good. I mean, cars are outside most of the time anyway. It's not that huge of a deal, you know? Mm, yeah. I don't know. Why? Bearing bear the weather. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Wait, when you, you it's, Mine's are slowly rotting. It's ama- yeah, it's amazing when you, have, when you have a garage and you actually use the garage, right? And you yeah. park the car in the garage all the time versus it. Versus not. Oh, I want a garage so bad. I don't have one. But it, it yeah. makes a, it makes a big difference. Yeah. You don't yeah. have a garage? No. Dude, you live legit in the woods. I saw some of your Insta stories. Yeah, man. I'm, oh, yeah, I'm, you're I'm like, in it. You're like a cabin. I, didn't I mean, your house is a house, but it's right. like you're in a you're well, in Well, the, the woods. two adjacent houses are are like summer. How long does it cabins. take you to go from your house to see? A town like civilization. Two minutes. Okay, so you're. Yeah, he's right up the. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, when it that's rains, the, that's the best part. When it rains hella hard, is it scary? Yeah, sometimes. Well, if, if like you have to get your trees, like you got to get them furred up, otherwise you're fucked. Like you, you might get one of the branches will come loose and like literally drive down. On, like this happened to me, and I didn't know. Like a couple of the branches that were like really high because you know redwoods are way the fuck up there. Yeah, and so you got to get these guys to climb them all the way up and and shave them down. And how uh, often do you you hire those guys? You do it like maybe every other year, something like that, depending on the growth. But um, yeah, one year we had we had one that was this huge, huge limb just drive straight like vertically down like a lightning bolt, like and it hit thankfully. Um, sort of the overhang over the deck, it went pierced right through. What? Uh, the, yeah, the roof. So if it goes, it would go through <laughs> your house. Yeah, it fucking just would kill you. Yeah. Well, that's not good. Yeah. So you have to you have to get that done. Yeah, is what you got to do that. Yeah. 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 What about like I didn't do you have even a know lawn? That happens. Yeah. Do you have a lawn? No, I don't have a lawn. But um, would you, would it even make sense to have a lawn? In, in no, because the- there's ivy and there's um there's ferns and you know yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's redwood you know tundra habitat or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. he gets moss it. on rocks and stuff out there. Yeah, yeah. Do you, are I, there, mean, I could cultivate it, make a nice landscape. Are out there, there cougars? I plan sh- on doing there's, that. There's there's cougars up there, right? Yeah, there's mountain. Have mines. you seen them? So somebody caught one on their security camera. Uh, and this is when Courtney was like, she told the story to my parents just the other day when she was coming home late and, uh, like she felt this weird, creepy, like something was watching her kind of vibe. And, you know, the chickens were kind of making noise and all that. And she was walking up the stairs and then she heard a big rustle and then like took off and down the street, somebody in their security camera caught like a legit mountain lion just walking through. That's right. You have the chickens. Yeah. Can the, can they get to the chickens? They could, they could, but they, they all go in the coop at night. So, you know, you'd have to like shred through, uh, you know, the little, if uh, he really house. wanted to, he probably if he would. wanted to, he, yeah, could. Easily. he could easily. Now, what would you do if you heard a uh, mountain lion eating your chickens and you're and it's at night. So let, you it, ju- let it happen. You mm-hmm. wouldn't go out there and just no. 
That's tackle they're, it. They're prey. <laughs> what your, am I going to do? It's your food, bro. I mean, if I had like a gun or something, I'd probably pow, you know, like shoot it in the air. You're probably in knowing California, you'd probably go to jail for five years yeah, probably for so, shooting a mountain yeah. lion that, that <laughs> ate your, your chickens. <laughs> that ate your food. Yeah. You know what I mean? You'd yeah. probably still go to jail if you tried to eat one of your kids. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's you know all I mean? protected. That's yeah. cool. I got to come visit, dude, because your house is so you different. You guys are welcome. Yeah. I, it's so different from what, I, what I've ever you know, lived in, you know? Oh, totally. It's, it's, it's cool because it's, it's nice to just go in my backyard and just like look up. Like that's my favorite thing to do. I feel like it would be so recharging. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then you can, and then to go on a hike, you just yeah. go outside your house. Well, what's fun is because I made that platform that I'm building up from there for the for the uh, treehouse for the kids. But like me and Courtney, like ha- just had coffee and we were just chilling up there. And it gives a totally another perspective of, you know, the forest and everything. And so I just laid down, look up, and we just did that for like 20 minutes. It was awesome. Bro, I'm, I, I want to check it out. That sounds so interesting. Yeah. Do you get big-ass spiders? Fuck yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah, I'll oh, forget it. But, but no, but I get somebody to come by and spray for oh, okay, that. Cool. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say I'm not coming anymore. <laughs> we get the occasional redwood spider that's fucking huge. What's though. a redwood spider? Um, I did. It's hard to describe. They, they got big butt. On them, and they got like big. They're, they're like nasty. Big? Show me it almost like a tarantula, right? It, like a mini version of it. It's not right. as hairy. Show me how big with your hand. I mean, like, like it's basically the palm. Wow, fuck that. Like that. Yeah, yeah. They're like little. They're like, they look like mini tarantulas, kind of, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there, there you go. go. Oh, yeah. That's what. They Hell like. no! How do you yeah, kill yeah. that thing? You kill it with a. You just smash a, it. With I a usually weight? take a shoe. Yeah. That's a that's the big butt like that. Yeah. I, had, I had a huge one of those. I think I told this story already, but it was like. I thought it was the outlet on the wall because, like, for some reason, like, when I was remodeling the house, I, I was, like, I didn't put all the covers on the outlets yet. And uh turns out one of those uh shadows that was a spider, it was that big, and it was right above uh Ethan when he was, uh, when he was a little baby. It was, like, right above his head. Oh. And then I turned the light and I was like, ah, because it moved. I now remember why I don't live in a place like that. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it weird, though, how those things scare us? Isn't that weird? Spiders? Yeah. I don't think it's so. Like, do you know anyone that's died from a spider? Yeah. Spiders kill people all the time. No. Yeah. Do you know anyone who's. Of course been- not. I mean, okay, everybody so I know, I know someone got bit by a brown recluse and almost lost their arm, yeah. but other than that. Bro, in Australia, pretty much every spider will kill you. Yeah. Yeah. That's not that's not backed by science. By the way. Very true. That's not, that's, I heard they crawl up from like their toilet and like all of our Australian people get are like, like get the fuck yeah, out of here, yeah. guy. No, you know why? Because every time I see pictures of insect, like every time I see videos of someone with a massive ass spider in their house, it's always in Australia. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, I don't like bugs eating spiders either. Like it, uh, that's what my point though. It's just kind of weird. It's like where did that come from? Like why did so? It, why? There's a couple theories. Uh, so it's one, like in our DNA. Yeah. Part of it's learned. So part of it is that we're grossed out because we're taught to be grossed out by them. And then the other part of it is that we probably evolved to be apprehensive of both spiders and snakes because they were probably they were they, they killed With us quite a bit. And, yeah. yeah, they, they were. They, you know, they they would kill us quite a bit when we were you know evolving or whatever, or through mostly human evolution. So now we have this kind of natural inclination to get the skeeves. You, yeah, when you, you look at it, you know it's interesting. Like I. Had, you know how like we talked a while ago about like that tarantula burger that they had and like people eat like tarantulas. Ugh. So I guess like the same like shellfish kind of um uh allergy applies to tarantulas. Oh, so if you have an allergy to, to shellfish, yeah. Like, you can't like eat, lobsters and, and, you and can't shrimp eat spiders. and stuff, you can't eat spiders. Oh, uh, well forget it then. Yeah. So 
<laughs> Such a bummer. Because I was thinking about it. <laughs> you imagine you go to the doctor, the functional oh. medicine doctor, and he's like, "Well, you've got these digestive issues, and yeah, you got to cut out that you tarantula. Cut, you got to cut the spiders out. Yeah. What? No, oh, that. that sucks. Yeah. Anyway, crazy. I had Fun my fact. Uh, I had my the, my daughter had a. Uh, hung out with her friend this weekend her friend came over and they were just having a blast upstairs my daughter's eight right so they're they're young and then when her friend leaves i go Was upstairs sleepover no they were no. just playing and so then i go upstairs and there's a dry erase board and they had made a game where they would ask a question on the dry erase board and then they both had uh like a, a card and on the card on one hand it said on one side it would say i have on the other side it would say i have not so they would ask a question like, have you ever peed in the pool? Oh have God. you ever broke something in the store? Have you ever whatever? <laughs> and then they'd hold the card up to tell, you know what I'm saying? What's going on? So, uh, it's almost like truth or dare. Yeah. So they were they were doing that. And you know, and I was watching some, they, she was recording it. And so I watched the video of it. And I'm just like, this is going to evolve. Like yeah. she's eight. Well, that, that this is, is what turns into that is No, that is like a teenager game, bro. That's like, an, yeah. that's, uh, that's, the, that's their version of it right now. It is. Like yeah. one of the questions. Because it's supposed to be like a sexual game, bro. Like you played in high school. I played that in high school. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's going to evolve. Yeah. Like right now it's innocent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and right now it's innocent because you could tell what they're testing each other with. Like, have you ever peed in the pool? And you can, <laughs> they're both like, oh my God, uh, yes, I have. And they start laughing. <laughs> so, the, so one of the questions was, uh, God, what was one of the questions? The, the question were absolutely hilarious there was so, oh one of them was have you ever told anyone your biggest secret and so again my daughter recorded this on her phone so i was watching the videos on her phone because i'm a good parent that snoops on her kids so. <laughs> yeah. oh, and yeah. and uh and, and on, so the so she reads it and she's like have you ever told your anybody your your biggest secret and they both start giggling and laughing and they're both looking at each other like they want to tell each other the biggest secret and I'm watching this video and my heart is like pounding. Like, what am I going to hear my daughter say? Like, I, you know, she's only eight, whatever. So it's pounding and I'm like kind of freaking out. And then they didn't say the secret. They looked at each other like, I don't want to tell anyone. And then they went to the next one. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> thank God. God. Yeah, I don't want her to there. be a teenager, bro. Yeah, no. It's around the corner. I man. know. Because as I'm watching this and I'm like, panic. oh my God. And then the other thing too is, they play these games called Ro Roblox. 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 My my both my kids play that. Okay. Did yeah. you know that there's a texting feature on it, oh, where you can, can connect to other kids. You can communicate to other kids, and yeah. other kids can communicate to you through it. Yeah. <coughs> you got You can block that. Okay. So I, I think I did that. Okay. Good because yeah. I went playing this game. I don't know. I, have, you know. I don't know the game very well. <sighs> like the third wheel here. I don't either. Yeah. It's just. It, yeah. I'm not even. Don't. I even think ask it's me. like I a. Even, I think it's similar to like a minecraft except you're not really building anything and it's like well you can get like characters from marvel and all these things and you kind of build these characters up yeah and you walk around and you can fight people is it a phone app is it phone app phone okay it's a phone so app. so i'm on her phone and i'm like what's this and she gets a little weird about it which made me panic i'm like what's on here that i don't know need you know what's going on <laughs> but i think it's just because she was you know her dad's going Chatting. through her phone yeah mm -hmm. so i went on there and there's all these messages. Now, I know which ones are her friends because she told me which ones were her friends. But then there's all these random people. And it's I, w and I, re I read every single one. But it's all stuff like, hi. And then she'll be like, hi. And then LOL. And that's it. Like stupid shit. Yeah. Nonetheless, anybody can contact them I know. through that thing. So what is the, what's the standard age that kids get phones now? I mean, if your daughter's eight and she's already got she one? She doesn't have cell service. So only thing she uses the phone for or is to record and make videos. And then if we buy her games on it, and if she gets yeah. time, so I, I give my kids four hours a week of electronic time during school during the school year. Okay. So she'll use it up and play games and stuff on there. 
But see, I did not know that this phone app connect allows other people. And this is a huge universe. Roblox is a huge oh, yeah. online universe of kids and God knows who else. And the fact that you can contact people with just whoever you want, that bothers me a little bit. Yeah. So I've taken it off and she's not, I told her she can't. Yeah, I think you can block that. So Yeah, but they know to take it off. I, I, you know, I'm going to take it off. Cause so when, when do you make the transition from that to like a full-blown phone? Like, have you guys thought, I mean, are, do both uh, your boys have them? Like, what's your- My son now does. I'm delaying it as long as possible. Yeah. That's like my strategy. Yeah. You know, like, it, I know it's going to be essential and it's something that like every kid is going to have and mm -hmm. he's going to be the guy that's left out and blah, 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 blah. But as far as like you know, me delaying it, that's that's sort of my plan. Yeah, because it, it's I, inevitable though. What I did is I because my son's thirteen, he got his when he was twelve, and the reason why he got it is because I live a block from the school, so now they walk to the school, and if something happens there, I like him to text me or whatever. Yeah, but there's very strict yeah, parameters. With, you can do WhatsApp with that, right? Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. do like for Wi-Fi. I think for Wi-Fi, but then they have to have Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's then the only that's thing. A whole other. Yeah, it's such a distraction, man. It is, and so so you know, I told, I said, I do four hours of electronics uh, yeah. for the week. When they come home, they have to put their electronics in a particular place, so they can't just have it in their pocket. Is you, Justin? Is your system still growing and running? I mean, is that still working? Where the kids? Yeah, we had a little different system over the summer, and so we're going to go back to you know what I was doing before. Over the summer, it was more like a checklist of like items that they did, and like you know. Um, you know, clean the rooms, like, you know, did their chores, like, uh, were active outside, like read for 20 minutes and, you know, all those types of things. And they did like a checklist and stuff. They hit all of their markers for the day. Like you would get, you know, a reward for that and you'd get like a dollar, $5 or something like that. So yeah, I've still like monetarily been, uh, rewarding them mm. for that. And then we're going to carry that into like them exchanging it now for like, uh, either a, a goal for like a toy or a goal for like an experience um, and sort of in that direction or for savings. So that was the big, the, the big one now is to like, let's see if I can get them to think of how they can mm -hmm. save. And then, cause we have them with savings accounts uh, and I want to wa have them watch that. Now, can you guys tell, can you both tell like between your, cause I, I remember my sister and I growing up, we're one year apart. And, you know, one of us was like a saver and the other one was not. Can you tell which kid is going to like blow his money, which kid is going to save his money? Yeah. So yep. the, they now they say that delayed gratification, the ability to do that is a good predictor of future success. So a kid who tends to save for things, mm -hmm. uh, it, it supposedly is it'll predict what, you know, how easy they're going to they are going to have an adult life in terms of succeeding and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and my kids are my son can definitely delay gratification my daughter is younger however she will as well but she'll delay it for something like a toy or something like that so but that's okay right that's okay because that's something she wants and we, maybe she doesn't have enough for it yet yeah so she'll wait and hold on to it rather than spending the you know two dollars that she has yeah so that's that's exactly like my youngest is younger right and so he's he's definitely more the impulsive one as far as like like if i get money in hand like let's go to the dollar so i'm like we're going to go to the dollar store and get some cheap ass, you know, plastic toy that's going to break on you. Like, but he gets so excited. I'm like, okay, like I'm going to let you go through this process and, and get some shitty toy, yeah. you know, while your brother's saving and he got like a better toy and then he gets jealous. And I'm like, Hey man, that's the breaks, yep. you yeah. know? So he's going to learn that way. That's a great lesson. The yeah. other thing that I, I was that thinking, cool. of, I was thinking about doing with the kids is, uh, 
give them a goal and say, if you save up to this goal, I'll double it or something like that. Oh, that's cool. Just because if it's like concrete and it's like, you know what I mean? Because sometimes they don't know what they're saving for. So why delay gratification? Right. And then you give them a little more incentive in that direction. Yeah. So like if you save up to 20 bucks, then I'll, I'll give you another 20 and I'll double it right away. And then maybe they'll get excited type of deal. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Dude, I didn't, I didn't, did I send you guys a picture of the, the, the cannabis drink that I bought? By uh, what's I it? saw Jessica post about it, and I DM'd her and, and asked her what she thought of it, dude. Hmm. So no, I didn't see that. Lagunitas. Do you guys yeah. know Lagunitas beer? Yeah. Uh huh. It's Lagunitas. So they make like a, a cannabis uh, beer. It's no, it's not beer, but it's uh, it's like um, it's got what you call it? They're hops get, in it. Just, they're just getting in the cannabis space. You're gonna see this. I That's mean, what I'm tripping we're, over. We're gonna see oh, this yeah. at, like crazy. It's bro. a brand name. Yeah, I've yeah. never seen a of course a brand name. Anything outside of the cannabis industry, step in and then make a cannabis product. How strong is and, it? Uh, so the whole can was uh, five milligrams, so it's perfect. Oh, that's perfect. perfect. And yeah. it was, they had hops Beautiful. in it. It had hops. It was carbonated, but no calories. No gluten? Nothing, no, um, no, no calories, no nothing. So it had Sweet. a little bit of that taste, but it, and it was an effervescent oh, or whatever. i try that, yeah. But the cool thing about it, first off, it's Lagunitas, which makes a beer. So I'm like, oh, shit, this is a sign of the times. Like, yep. they're all the big players are starting to move in. The second thing that I thought was really cool is the can. So one of the problems with uh, drinks and edibles, and, and, and you can tell it's a big company moving into the space because they're smarter. There it is right there, Hi-Fi Hops. Oh, nice. Look at that. So- one of the cool things is when big companies move into the spot, they have more money and more experience and they know how to predict what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So when you look at edibles, one of the big, there's two big problems with edibles that is going to have to get addressed. Not consistent. Yeah. Well, consistency is getting better. Now yeah. they're starting to label the milligrams. That was a big problem earlier. But there's two big problems I continue to see. One is the fruity flavored mm -hmm. candy, you know, type stuff that, you would never find alcohol or tobacco or anything else that's in cereals and candies and shit like that. Yeah. That's just a bad mix, right? Because right. it's easy to attack. If you're a, a prohibitionist, it's easy to attack that by saying, you know, kids are going to eat it or why why are you giving, you know, putting it in candy and shit like that. Right. That's one. And then the other one is the safety of leaving these laying around. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, if I have a drink... And I open it. You guys know how a soda can works. Once you open it, that's it, right? You open it and it's open. And if I sip, drink half of it and I put it down, a kid could grab it and drink it and then whatever. So Lagunitas made this can where the top, there's this really interesting uh, uh, like cap or uh, like, what is it called? It's like a pull tab, mm -hmm. but it locks in every time. Oh, wow. So I could open it drink from it, close it, and then kids can't open it or whatever. And it's you could tell they made it Brilliant. so that they could mass produce it and it, but and it's effective. And lo I love seeing like that. I love seeing yeah, those kind of super advances. Super innovative, yeah. Super innovative and really good drink, by the way. It was uh it was a nice smooth oh yeah, see it's five milligrams well, of C B D ten they had a ten milligram option. Yeah, so that so I got the one that's five milligrams THC and five milligrams C B D because it's yeah. more balanced. But yeah, that is good. Yeah, it's pretty 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 interesting, right? Oh, we're gonna see interesting. Tons of this, man. That's <laughs> yeah. why it was time to get out, dude. I, I have you saw the fucking yeah. Oh man, I have a lot of buddies that yeah, I partly feel bad for. They thought I was crazy when I got away from it uh, because every, we were all making so much money. And I mean, I saw year over. See, I was crazy. Like when I was doing all this stuff, and it's probably not smart that I did this. That I tracked everything. Like I have logs of of all the prices and where where it was at this year and the next year and. 
you know, I would, and my expenses, just like you would run a normal business. Like, mm-hmm. I, <clears throat> and, and so many people didn't run it that way. And it was like very obvious to me as the years progressed, you know, at that this was going away. And that was before everything went full legal because I knew everybody kind of said it. Oh, yeah, when it goes full legal, it's going to be tough to make the same kind of money. But it's terrible. I know guys that are farmer buddies of mine that, you know, you used to get for outdoor that's really, really good. You can get anywhere from 1500 to $1,800 a pound. Uh, was when I was still in it. That's was kind of the going rate mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. really, really good outdoor. So you think flower prices are going to go oh. way down? Like no. Oh, dude, I have guys. They're already I've, way down. I have guys right now that are sitting on a hundred plus pounds that they can't get rid of because no one will offer them more than five hundred dollars a pound. Those used to be four thousand dollars <laughs> a pound. Well, yeah, no, 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 that was not that much. Fifteen hundred to fifteen hundred. What are they going to do with all of it? Well, that's the. And so well, when you were doing the business, it was fifteen hundred. For outdoor, okay, and in and in California, so it, it, state by state, it, it depends, and, okay. and obviously quality it ranges. But your upper end, uh, good, like top shelf outdoor, would be fifteen to eighteen hundred dollars back then, and not that that was just a few years ago, three four years ago, where now it's it's the going rate is like five hundred to six hundred dollars. Well, think about it this way: it costs more money to grow the damn. Yeah, thing. think about yeah. it this way. Okay, think of all the other cash, quote unquote, cash crops that we have. Are there any? Small tobacco farmers that make a lot of money just growing tobacco, no, no. or small wheat farmers, right. or the the way you make money at this point now is you make products using it. If you're going to grow it, you need to have a big yeah. operation. It's there. It's already there. Where I mean, I, I had guys that were making a half a million dollars a year that um, all had to go find regular jobs now, and they're like doing the nine to five construction. I hope they saved uh, and invested that money. A lot of them didn't, dude. A lot of them easy didn't. money. Yeah, that's yeah. E- yeah, easy in, easy out, right? That's uh, and you can't really do a lot with, especially back when it was gray. When I was, it's like, you know, a lot of that, a lot of that stuff is unreported income because of the fact that it's so you, hard to get banks and shit. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't. It was it, even the club, like the clubs were like legit, right? When we ran the clubs, that was completely legit. But if you're farmer and, and brokering and you're doing stuff behind closed doors type of deal that shit you're not none of that stuff is getting taxed and so people can't put it in a bank they mm. can't so they blow it you know you blow it you spend it think it'll never end so yeah no it's 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 game over for all the average b players that were doing it for many many years yeah you just wait you, you just wait until it gets nationally accepted or whatever on on a federal level yeah. and then the, you're gonna, the 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 guys growing tobacco right now have everything in place to switch to cannabis. Marlboro and all these those come those those are going to be the growers. Yeah. Cuz they've already got the operation. They've got everything already in place. They know how to they've got everything set up. All they need to do is so plug it'll just in. be like I mean the market's going to look more like pre-rolls, edibles, these types of things with like drinks. Edibles I think will be attacked. In my opinion, I, they are, and if you go to all the legal states where they regulate, they in some states regulate more than others. You're seeing lots of regulations like you can't have over five milligrams, you can't sell it in this type mm, of form. Mm-hmm. For sure, the 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 bureaucrats are going to attack things like sure, gummies like and chocolates content. and yeah. Right, you would have the same restrictions like you would <clears throat> alcohol, only can have so much. I think edibles are going to be well the, the because next- it's more it's more you know, a kid could grab it and something could happen. That's going to be their argument. Or you get like hard THC, you know, like hard alcohol. Like you get like a real high one that's like yeah, restricted in some yeah. areas. And then the pre-rolls I think are going to be it because think about the average person. I'm talking mainstream. They're not going to want to pipe, yeah. shred the, you know. no. Who smokes tobacco like that? They're going to want a cigarette. 
that's yep. got that's yeah, got tobacco that's got yeah, weed in it. Yeah. Right. I think that's what the future is going to look like. So. No, it absolutely is. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. Hey, there's this uh, interesting study I want to share with you guys. You know how we've been advising people? There's a in, a in a past couple episodes we've we've been telling people if you work long hours, one of the best things you could do is every you know every hour or so get up and just move for a few minutes and then sit back down. So interesting study came out where they they took three groups of people. One group, they had them sit straight for four hours. Another group, they had them get up every 30 minutes for, for two minutes. And then the other one, they took uh, two hours and then get up for eight minutes. So one guy, one group st- sat down, didn't move. The other group got up every, every 30 minutes, and the other group got up every two hours. The group that sat down for four hours straight, which isn't that much, most people... Most people sit down for all day. Right. Yeah, like eight hours. Or dramatically, yeah. dramatically reduces blood flow to the brain. Oh wow! Reduces blood flow to the brain, and that's that uh, for sure can increase the likelihood of getting neurological disorders like huh. like dementia. The group that got up every thirty minutes, every time they got up and moved, the black the the blood flow came back. Get circulation. Yeah, and I think I think a part of it, a lot of it has to do with this your blood kind of pools in your lower extremities mm-hmm. and the way you get it out is by flexing and contracting those muscles. And what that happens, what happens is it, it squeezes and brings the blood up and each time you move, it brings the blood up uh, from the lower extremities. So mm. it's important. Well, to, you got to think too, the, the main pump for all that is slowing down also because mm-hmm. you're at rest. That's you right. Know, you know, when you're sitting still at a desk all day, your heart rate starts to slow way mm-hmm. down. Like it, you're at complete rest. And just by simply getting up and moving, that starts to elevate, so the blood starts pumping on more oxygen. You know, I haven't worked, I've never had a, a straight desk job, like never, never done anything like that. But last week, you know, we were doing a bunch of filming and stuff, and Justin was handling a lot of that. And so I was in the office, and I was just writing and putting guides together and stuff. So I yeah. was sitting down at the desk for, you know, six to six or seven hours, and I'd get up every once in a while. Man, after I felt. Terrible, terrible. After. I know. Every time I do that, yeah. If I stay like sitting down for too long, oh my god, dude. I don't know how people do it. Well, the crazy you adapt. It adapts. Yeah. That's the the scary part is that you adapt. You know, is that you feel that we all feel. I how, feel the contrast. Yeah, we feel the contrast because yeah. it's so different from a normal day. But somebody who does a normal job like that, their their bodies have adapted to it, which is good and bad, right? It's good because they it's needed to adapt to get to that, but it's also bad because who knows these other little small side effects that you're not noticing. It's the same thing with the, like the looking at the screen. Like I, mm. I dramatically can tell it because I do not stare at a computer screen for hours on hours. It makes me actually feel yeah, nauseous. I, I get headaches. Yeah. I get headaches and I do, I feel the same way too. And when I do have to do that because it's so rare, but then you have people like my brother-in-law who was talking to him the other day and like this is all he does is he goes and, and troubleshoots and fix problems for like big companies. He makes good money doing this where, you know, or, or helps somebody upload new software and, and program it for their right, computer. Right. I don't even know the job title he does, but but he does this and he does it. And part of why he makes good money is because a big comp- something will crash at like a big company at like 10 o'clock at night and they can call him. And he'll come in and like work through the app, like work through. And he he comes in, assesses the, the issue and he says, okay, that's going to take 30 hours for me to, to troubleshoot all that and figure that all out. And then, you know, that's how, and then he bids on it and they go, okay, cool. We just need it done. Get done. And then he just grinds, Damn. you know, and just straight, all of it's staring at a computer screen. 
Yeah. It I doesn't think, like, feel good. Fuck, dude. Like, how do you? But he's done that for so long now that he's so adapted to it. You just cannot. It can't. Now be is he in good fit? Is he healthy? Does he take care of himself? I mean, he's the one who's racing with the, the Spartan race with Katrina right now. Okay. So he's doing things right now that to try and get himself back in shape. But you know, I can't. I can't imagine that's. It's uh, so much. It's so. It's so less ideal to um, organize your activity all at once. And what I mean by that is. You know, oh, I work out every day, but it's one and a half hours, and then the rest of the day. Well, I've told you guys this study yeah. that came out. Fuck, it was a long time ago when I was a trainer. I was like five, six years in, and I remember seeing this study, and it blew my mind. It was I used to share it all the time to clients that used to say they were active because there, there used to be a thing on our our fits right that used to ask, you know, how how active are you? Are you you know moderate, sedentary, yeah, yeah, very yeah. active, whatever? And everybody thinks they're active or very active. Mm -hmm. And when this study came out, I would tell people like, well, what, what makes, what constitutes very active to you? And they'd be like, well, I go to the gym three to five days a week. I'm like, well, this study came out showing that even if you do an hour of vigorous lifting, training, or cardiovascular work, you're still considered sedentary sure. because of how the average American, how often the rest well, of the day Well, it makes they perfect sit. sense. The, the reason why they think they're active is they're comparing themselves to their peers that don't work out. Right, so yeah. you think, oh, I'm active because I, I exercise right. three to five days a week. But think about think about it this way: the vast, not just the majority, but the vast majority of the time that you're awake, you're not active. In fact, not only are you not you know not exercising, but you're literally not moving; you're just sitting. Yeah. So that there's that one hour of even everyday ex exercise, it doesn't make up for the no. This is why fourteen hours this is of just why I'm, you know I'm Mr. Fitbit guy who's always who's always promoting that. They should fucking sponsor us as I much know. as I fucking talk about them. They should. All right. Uh, but Enzo, I'm talking to him the other day and, you know, he's he's like, man, I've been trying to get my steps up. And he's like, oh, it's so hard to get eight to 10,000 steps. I'm like, fuck, you know how crazy that is? <laughs> like, And that's him trying. Like, if he wasn't trying, he'd be doing less than yeah, that. 3,000 so, or something like that. Yeah, that's nothing. That is yeah. nothing. And and well, is that because now he's back in school and he's, you know, sort of regimented so with that? So it's getting up a little bit, but not still not much. Because, they, yeah. I mean, kids sit in school all day long, too. Well, I know. You walk that's, from one class to the next. scary part. Then you yeah. sit down all day. It's like, dude, it's people do not realize how fucking sedentary we are now, mm -hmm. and we just don't have to. And it's and it's just getting worse. So if you're not paying attention to this, it's it's only going to get more challenging for you as as you continue to age. Because not only you age, you slow down as it is, and you don't have the same energy levels you had when you were 15 years old. But then in addition, to that technology. I mean, just we, we're now in this uh, DoorDash generation that didn't exist five years ago. I know. I know. Five years ago, if I actually you wanted, actually if walk I, out if I wanted, yeah, if now. I wanted fast food, I had to at least get my lazy ass off the couch, <laughs> walk to my car, drive to the drive-through, and then go kick it up. Like I don't even gotta fucking do that anymore. I like know. I literally could stay on my couch. And the furthest I got to go is to the door when the guy knocks on it. And it's already paid for. I don't even have to fucking get my lazy ass wallet out or nothing. Like, yeah, that's crazy. No, it's crazy. I wonder at one point, and I guess we we would see this in the tech industry because they're the most competitive for employees. And you can see this. Like, tech companies have amazing gyms and they offer classes and they're really trying to figure out ways to get people active. But I, I wonder when this is going to become like to the point where companies are going to just gonna give people treadmill desks and... Like just to, because you know the reason why I'm saying this is they'll save money on 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 healthcare, yeah. but they should also notice improved productivity. Because when I when I'm they right, just need scheduled breaks. 
Like like active breaks though. Yeah, like move. Well, you see you see companies like you know Google and Facebook that have created these environments that you know, or like we when we were at uh, Elon Musk company uh, is uh, Solar City. Oh, right. You know, all the desks were standing. You know, mm-hmm. so they're on the phone, but they're standing up the entire day. So I think that's really smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like in these little circle, you know, remember that? It was like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, four or five people and then we all had headphones on. There's like a little basketball hoop in there, big yeah, gong. Yeah, it was yeah. like, so you're I get, more productive that way too. Yeah. It doesn't mm-hmm. take away from your day. It actually adds to it. Right. Because when I'm, when I'm doing this, I'll tell you what, when I did that all day workout, I was spitting out, you know, programs and guides like nothing. When I'm just sitting at the desk and I couldn't come out because you guys were filming, yeah, I was just like, it I was, know. bro, it was driving me crazy. Yeah, it's it's so, it's you're so much more productive. I mean, if you're listening right now and you're at a desk all day long, do an experiment and get yourself. I'd say every every hour, let's just try every hour, get up and move for just five to ten minutes. That's it, and then see at the end of the day if it actually. Because you figure if you're there for eight hours and you do five to ten minutes every hour, that's anywhere between you know forty to. 80 minutes but see if you make it up make up for it with increased productivity yeah. my bet is see if you get the same lulls like usually you're grabbing for like some kind of energy drink or something else to kind of you know get you through i think it's it definitely you're not as sharp mm-hmm. you know like some midday sort of lull right so my bet is that you're going to be more productive that's what i think i think yeah. you'll end up actually doing more work and you'll find that you're trading you know for every minute you you plug in that you're going to get a, you know a minute and a half and in production, which is totally worth I just it. did a YouTube video on Mind Pump TV on, uh, and I recommended it in the video to get up every hour to two hours and do that zone one test. That's what I prescribe to clients. So there's some, mm-hmm. something that I tell them to do because you're sitting at a desk and you're already in that rounded shoulder forward head position is you don't even have to exercise. Just mm-hmm. get up, go to a wall and do some back presses against the wall and the zone one test on there. Do that fucking five times. Go yeah. back to your desk. Like that alone will make a big difference. I've been doing that a lot with my dad. Like I've been, you know, subtly training him a little bit, trying to like, <laughs> you know, make up for a lot of uh, time, like where he's been, you know, just just being in bad posture. And that's really been helping the zone one, but also the 90, 90 has been huge for him. Oh, really? The next venture is nutrition. And like, I've been <laughs> planting easy, easy. seeds forever, dude. That's a good one. That's, that's so hard. Ever. So like, I remember, I think I even told this story when I was at my house and I was drinking a big old uh, cup of, of the green juice, you know, and he was making fun of me. And I'm like, you're making fun of me. Like, I'm drinking, I'm trying to be healthy and like, you know, add more vegetables and greens in my diet. You're making fun of me. Like, you don't get it, you know. And like, finally, <laughs> like, I, I was shamed him enough. You know, <laughs> like, I'm just like, you're, you're like a little kid. Like, I just like, I'm a dad. Like, drink this. And, and he's like, Ugh, like giving me the Ugh, face with his nose and, they, and he drank it down he's like oh that's that's good that's tasty oh I'm my like, god i told you yeah. and i was like yeah i could drink that no like problem he, does he like the way he feels afterwards yeah well that that's the thing like i i, I followed up with him later and he's just like oh yeah like you know like his shits were a lot easier <laughs> you know? i'm just like yeah of course you know <laughs> like his idea of vegetables still is like Celery, carrots, and iceberg lettuce. Yeah, yeah. shits should not. Be- <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh. There's nothing in there. Yeah, yeah. Water. Shits should not be a struggle. Yeah. You know what right? I mean? When people are like, "Wow, that was easy," I'm like, "What do you mean easy? How is it normally? <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't be a battle every time you go to the bathroom. It should just happen." 
Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like that's such the easy segue to get people like that that are super stubborn to eat more vegetables. You yeah. Know? I'm still I'm still impressed with the green juice. I really am. Every time I... Cause I, there, I feel I've, good every time I Yeah, I've it. had moments where it's been a while since I've had it, and then I'll reintroduce it because I'm like, oh, I'm aware that I didn't get a good day or two back-to-back of like getting any greens in or very many... And then I have it. I'm like, fuck, dude! I always feel good right afterwards. Yeah, it really it, does. No, it's a and it's a good one because it t- it actually tastes good. Because I've had a lot of those things that taste yeah. like shit. Yep. It's but it, the hardest people to convince are, are your parents. Oh, by one hundred percent. Far. Like I've been talking to my parents about intermittent fasting forever, forever. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, there's a little bit of blood sugar issues, a little bit of you know blood pressure. My dad just turned sixty, and so I'm I'm already and I'm done. Trust me, I've done everything. I've like tried to like convince them the nice way i've tried to convince them the ba- the bad way i've tried to scare the shit out of them which yeah. i did to my dad you know he's sitting there and he's, <laughs> he just turned 60 and i'm like well you know according to life expectancy you've got about 12 years left yeah you know and he's like yeah. whoa don't say that and i'm like well you know depends if you take care of yourself and anyway doesn't work so i send them a i send them a <laughs> you're giving me nightmares bro i'm gonna do the guilt next because that's my mom she did the guilt on uh, me she's about to get it back yeah. so i send them a, a documentary on fasting and I'm like, please watch this. And I don't remember how I sold it to them. I'm like, it's really right. cool. There's, they show Italy or something. I made up some bullshit. Am I a bad person because <laughs> I've, I've given the up? the same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Am I a bad person because I yeah. just gave up? Just, fuck it, dude. It's fuck. too much energy. Yeah, yeah. No. I feel like it's not going to be till like... I, the, the generation coming up, I feel like... Is going to be much wiser to all this. I think like, so. Yeah, and you're, you're going to see... like, f- Figure your kids. Like, They're going to have watched their dad... like. In his entire life, train well, eat well, pretty much, you know, for, and then they're going to be able to look at not just, it doesn't matter if you live to 60, 90, or 110, it's more like the quality of your life. Like, you know, you're, you're aging and still not, you're still able and capable to do what you probably were able to do when you were 20 something mm-hmm. years old, maybe even a teenager. And so mm-hmm. I think that's, they'll start connecting those dots. And now that we have video and, and pictures that are so real, right? Like you look at your parents and their parents, parents, like photos and video, like you can't fucking see anything. Yeah, yeah. Like now they're going to be able to see that. They'll be able to go to your Instagram and look back like, Oh my God, look at my dad. <laughs> my dad's 40 years oh, old. My, my dad's 40 years old and he has abs. Like how cool is that? You know what I'm saying? Like to be in that, that good of shape and look at him traveling and Dude, climbing and doing I, all this stuff. I hope so because it's, it's crazy with this. We were just talking about like lack of movement and this and that. It needs to start with the kids because you know, when you're a kid and you grow up and you don't move, you create these movement patterns and these imbalances that become almost impossible to, cor- to correct. It's like a lifelong battle after that. Yeah, I mean, if you get really, really bad forward shoulder as a kid and then you become an adult and then you go see a trainer, yeah. there's a certain amount of it that's become almost permanent. I yeah. know, I've worked with people yeah. like this. Yeah. And I'll get them a lot better, but it's not the same as being able to mold and work with it's like what Brink would body. say with athletes. Like you don't try and change that because yeah. they've already they've already forced, solidified. Yeah, it. so bad. It's like you just fuck their their yeah. skill up if you do yeah. that. Because I'm trained right now. I'm training my son. Which like, dude, I, I cannot stress. I cannot tell you guys this enough. So like, great. My heart is so full. Yeah, it's so. And he's like asking for it. And yeah. Like so into yet, it. yesterday he's like, hey, I want to work out today. Okay. And I'm like, okay. And I try not to make a big deal about it because I don't want to. <laughs> you know, try to get all excited. Yeah, I'm not all fuck oh, yeah. You know, I have no do, problem. Yeah, I'm always yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah, okay, if we have time. Yeah. So you know. <laughs> So later in the day, I'm like, hey, you want to go work out? He's like, yeah, let's do it. And he turns off his computer right away, which was a good sign. I was like, oh, that's cool. Comes outside and we're training. And he's now, like, I'm, I'm pointing things out to him. Like, after a few sets, I'm like, look at your veins. They're starting to pop out. And he's like, oh. It's like, why does that happen? So I'm explaining blood flow. And I'm like, at some point, you'll start to experience a pump. And I'm telling him this. And I can see him when he's working out. First off, the it never ceases to amaze me how fast 
kids improve, especially teenagers, improve when they start working out. It's yeah. like ridiculous. Like he had no control. All new skill set. He had no control over the bar and, and dumbbells. Now his control is like vastly super, still not great, vastly superior every single time I train him. I can also tell now he's trying to focus because I've explained to him how the body builds muscle. So now you can tell he's trying. And then in between sets, he'll have kind of this smile on his face because he's really starting to enjoy it. You know, he's starting to get this kind of like, oh, oh that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really, really cool. And then the other thing we've been talking about, like, he's like, so how, what are the things that I, that you do to build muscle? So I'm explaining muscle damage and how it sends a signal. And he goes, well, what about food? I said, well, you got to eat more food than you're burning. And he goes, well, what should, what's the most important? I said, well, protein's really important, but so are carbohydrates and so are fats. So you want to kind of eat, you know, everything. And you want to stick to whole natural foods, which is the ways we eat now. And I said, but you definitely want to make sure you're getting more calories than, than you're burning. Otherwise, you're, you have no building blocks to build muscle. So now this morning, my son comes down for breakfast, and I bought these this organic uh, like rice cereal that you could put with whole milk. So there's your carbs right there. So he's eating that, and I'm making bacon. And I'm like, and you know, I'm watching the media. I'm like, oh man, I'm like, I forgot to tell you, I was making bacon. He's like, I'll have some of that too. He's like, can I have a glass of milk too? I'm like, this kid's trying to, <laughs> he's trying to feed himself. A little bit of the bowl. <laughs> he's doing it on it's his bowl own. season. It's cracking me up, you know. Yeah. I don't well, want him to go extreme like I did, but no, yeah. but it'd be cool to see if he actually puts some weight and size on, dude. Did you he's get him start I mean, hulking out? He, he weighed you, himself. I was or, say, are you weighing him and stuff like that? Yeah, he's, track. he's already gained three pounds from without lifting weight, just because he's 13 and he's growing. Right. So he's gonna gain weight, and so then we were talking about that actually, and I said, you know, the most muscle I ever gained was over a summer. And it was from my freshman to sophomore year. And I told him that. I said, look, you're young. Right now, you're just going to build a lot of strength. You'll build some muscle. I said, but don't expect to build tons of muscle because yeah. we got to get used to the weights and you're still young. I said, right around the age oh, of- Oh, it's that beautiful window, right? Yes. And I told him, I said, right around 15, 16, then you're going you're gonna to hit a little bit of a growth spurt if, if we do everything right. And I said, and it was my summer after my freshman year- I said, I think I gained yeah. like 14 pounds of muscle. Dude, it was my sophomore to junior year. Yeah. I, I remember it vividly. Yeah, those are the years, right? Yeah. So he's like, he goes to me and he goes, well, what's that look like? Like, what, do you, what's, what does 14 pounds of muscle look like? I said, well, I said, if you gained 14 pounds of muscle, I said, you'd be jacked. I said, you'd instantly be jacked. <laughs> yeah. And the look on his face was like, oh, I'd be jacked. That'd be awesome. Yeah, so, <laughs> but it's so cool, you know what I mean? And my daughter is like begging to come work out. And so she'll come out and I'll have her do a couple things, but she's only eight. And this is, this is me and my son's time. And I'm doing a little bit, and this, this is a little sneaky dad move. Yeah. I'm doing a little bit of the takeaway clothes from her. Mm. Just a little bit of the, no, 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 you're not old enough. Uh, this is just me and your brother. Wants, yeah, that more, way, right. yes. That way of she gets course. into it, you know, later yeah, on. Yeah, it's, it's great, man. They bring that, like, I've also noticed, like, so my youngest, he's been, like, every time I come home, he's downstairs. I see him, like, doing pull-ups, doing put like, no on way. his home. Yeah, <laughs> swear to God. And, and it's just, it, it warms me up, man. I, I watched him actually wrestle his, his cousin, and his cousin is, like, jacked he's this little like stud i i guarantee he's going to be like a superstar sports you know athlete and so i'm always like oh you know his 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 cousin i'm always referencing his cousin because they they play together and stuff he's like he's like a in-between age between my oldest and youngest mm -hmm. and uh so anyway so we were over at my in-laws and you know they were all together and we're hanging out as a family and they just started having wrestle matches and like so my oldest and him are kind of wrestling whatever but you know, I like like this this kid was always like throwing him around and stuff. He's got the technique. And now my youngest went and like 
took his legs out and like picked him up and like pile drived him and like was like hanging you know it was like just as strong as him i was like yeah <laughs> that's what i like to see bro wrestling is such a great sport dude such a great sport yeah it gets you fit as hell disciplined as fuck and it's appropriate for all sizes because of weight classes. So it's not like football where if you're a small kid, yeah, you get pummeled at some point you're not going to be able to play football. I hated football because yeah. I, just, <laughs> I remember first day of practice, dude. Just, just getting lit up. Oh, bro, I was like 98 pounds, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. defensive end, just getting fucking <laughs> hammered, dude, by some big tight end kid, dude. Oh, yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, my buddy was the one who convinced me to play, and I remember like – Bro, this fucking sucks, dude. Like, this is all I do is get my ass handed to me all day long. And it's when you're that age, like weight really matters, dude. A kid that's got oh, 20 sure. pounds on you is like, bro, for 20, sure. And if, if you're you, 98 pounds, 20 pounds is 20% bigger. Yeah, that's, period. A, that's a lot, dude. Yeah, like, uh -huh. that's a lot. Like, the kid just want to whoop your ass, man. Like, that's a big difference for adults. I remember, I, remember, I mean, it, it built character because I'm not a quitter and I'm somebody who's like, bust my ass to work towards something. So I remember just like every play, boom, on the ground, boom, on the ground, boom. All I'm a fuck, dude, just so angry, man. Yeah. Eating everything I can, doing all kinds of exercise, <laughs> trying to put size on. Yeah, see, wrestling's great. You would have been, I'm sure you would have been a killer. That would have been way better. You would have been a killer. Yeah, a way advantage. better at wrestling. Yeah, yeah, I bet you, I I bet you would have been a killer because your strengths are perfect That's another it. sport that I would so say. This is, again, this is what's cool about having parents like you guys who understand biomechanics, understand body types, understand these things that you can kind of like, I wish that I I knew these things as a kid or I had parents that knew this to kind of guide me into like sport. Like I wish someone introduced to me swimming and wrestling as a kid because both those things are things that I naturally were really good at later mm -hmm. on in my life, just naturally. Be, I mean, it makes sense when you look at my body type. I've got these really long limbs. I have long arms and long legs, which, you know, later on, I remember being an older kid, like I would wrestle like two of my buddies at once. Because I had such long arms. I, if you came in close to me, I'd wrap you up. Mm -hmm. wrap, and I had a killer grip, so I could just hold on to you. And I would, I could wrestle guys like that. And that was good for my for my weight, mm -hmm. you know? Same thing with swimming, but yeah, no, no wrestling, idea. Wrestling's great. A crazy amount of discipline, fitness. You're, and it makes you a, tough because oh, yeah. it's not a... I mean, it gives you some fighting skills. So if your kid you ever needs to... your way out. Well, if he ever needs to defend well, himself... Let's, let's be honest. It, it probably... 80% or more of all fights end up on the ground. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and if and, and if you're a kid and it makes you confident because you're wrestling other kids and mm -hmm. if he ever has to defend himself, do you know how amazing it is to be able to take a kid down and hold him down and, and tell him that's how up? most That's how most kid fights yeah. are. Yeah. Pushing and then someone goes to the ground and yep. the kid who gets on top and then yep. chokes the other kid or holds the, holds the other kid. Yeah. But there's, a, there's, a, there's, there's weight classes and then they learn technique. And so if you're a... I remember this shit. I remember one of our star wrestlers who was a 130 pound kid. He was not a he was a senior 130 pound short kid. He got in a fight with a dude that was almost 200 pounds, and he put the guy on a put him on his back and got him down on the ground, held him down, and that was it, man. And it was I mean that's a lot of confidence, especially 130 pound kid. You know you're probably gonna get your ass kicked if you fight someone that big, right. but not when you know how to wrestle. So right, right. really really cool, really really good, really good sport. Anyway, yep. dude, are we getting the the new modular? What are they? The Juve lights? Oh, the, the ones, ones that you can build. Yeah. Those are coming. I so think. how does that work? You can make your own shapes and shit, or make them as big as you I'm want. I'm not sure exactly how. I know that that's the idea is that you can you can you can link them all together and make them how you want. But I have we haven't seen it yet. And I know they're yeah. supposed to. I know Taylor told me he's talking to Juve, and they're supposed to be sending over 
some for us to play with. It says it lets you connect up to six juves in a single system. So this is like different, like square or rectangular panels. Yeah, I think panels. so. Yeah, and uh, then you and you fit can together and you and that's cool because what you might want to do is build it so that it's like. Well, it forms to whatever space you want to, yeah, put or, it in, or like surrounds you or whatever, so you can yeah. get in there and and do. The, are you still using yours, Adam, on a regular basis? I'm very consistent with it, and I'm and I've been kind of waiting to share with everybody because this has been, uh, you know, something that I've been doing for, God, I don't know how many months now, and it's for me, it's been about two major things: one, getting my my testosterone, and then my psoriasis, and I definitely. Uh, see see the psoriasis like so I when I'm good about it when I'm consistent and I'm getting at least three four days where I'm spending 10 to 15 minutes in front of it uh, it totally keeps my my psoriasis suppressed and makes a big difference the, 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 the testosterone one is the one I'm really excited about now I've taken the men's test it's in the process right now I should have it back in the next probably when this actually airs I'll probably be getting it the next day or so if you after got that. a little boost yeah so I I'm I feel like it you know I feel better than I've felt in over almost a year now or since I was on uh, mm -hmm. my hormone replacement so I'm pretty excited this has been one of the protocols and I told you I told the story I don't know maybe a month or two months ago when you remember metabolic Mike who came yeah. in here he he was the one that made me really like I was using the juve light, but I wasn't like being very consistent about it. And when he showed me his testosterone test before and after his protocol on the juve, I was so blown. And it's a, he's somebody who I trust, like a trustworthy guy. He's putting out really good information, like smart dude. Um, and he he shared that with me, and then I was like, "Fuck, I'm for sure gonna do this now." Because I, you know, Ben Greenfield talks a lot about it and. Uh, p kicking up your testosterone levels and putting your balls next to it, and yeah. you know, but Ben does everything, and I'm just yeah, like, what, you know, what I'm saying, yeah, like, yeah, 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 right. I'm like, whatever, you know, what I'm saying. So when Mike told me that, I was like, okay, I'm sold now. Let me, because he he went from like, I want to say it was, he went up to 900. Yeah, he went really high. Dude. Wow, it was significant. It was yeah. a, it was literally like a four five hundred jump, dude. It was crazy. It's, it was a lot. It was a, I, you know, I'm I, surprised how much science supports it. I, I, I was not aware of all this, the science that supports that. Well, that you remember when we first, well, you remember when we first interviewed the guys, we were really skeptical of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I've done research since. Yeah. Well, even I, I remember they they were telling me like off air like how they were trying to get Mercola to back them forever, and like he was like giving them a really hard time for like a whole year. You know, like back and forth, back and forth, emails challenging him on all the science, and then finally he became one of their biggest supporters so. because he saw the science. Yeah. Well, when we had it here at the studio before Adam took it home, I used it every day for like a week, and I know that's not a long time, but you guys know I me; mean, I'm pretty sensitive. I can tell when something's happening, and I did feel it. Do you get like a? Do you get a vascularizing effect from it? Yeah. Okay, so that's then it's that's what I felt. I felt like I'd get under it and then I'd come out and almost like I had like a little bit of a pump, mm -hmm. which is kind of strange. Yeah, it is strange. So well, I get that from from that and our and our red light or our infrared sauna. You get that right. The heat, I, I think yeah. it's the heat that does that a lot. But the red light, the the juve light's not really. Super yeah, it's hot. not that hot. Yeah. It's not hot, but you feel warm from it. Yeah, like, little, I get, it does warm. penetrate deep. That's, yeah, that's what yeah. It does. I feel it warms my body temperature. It, yeah, it definitely warms my body temperature up because it is one of my. I do it as soon as I get out of the shower. So it's like kind of my thing. Is as soon as I get out of the shower, I go sit on my bed. I sit on there naked. I roll right up to my bed, and then I just kind of sit there and I drop my head, so hoping hoping yeah. that it'll help my regrowth on my hair. Wow! <laughs> look at the study that they quote here. This uh, initial study in 1939. So this thing's they've been studying this for a long time. 
meant a 120% increase when the participants' chests were exposed to the light. 120% increase. Wow. wow. Increase wow. in what? Testosterone. testosterone. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's substantial. No, that's pretty crazy. I'm telling you, dude, it was a bi- it was a big jump that he showed me. Oh, see, 200% when you expose, expose it, it to, to the general area. So I'm doing it right oh, then. I mean, right I, on I, the balls. I sit and, I sit and then they did a study on rats, and they found that they increased their testosterone levels as well. Hmm. Wow, this is in this the rat one is in 2013. I mean, I've seen a lot of other studies, so it's 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 definitely it sounds well. You know what was sketchy about these things? What and I remember talking to the guy is that because there's such great science behind it, because the technology is so awesome, you have a lot of knockoffs. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of brands. Very good point. You have a lot of brands that are just fucking painting a red light bulb. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then saying it's red light therapy and and it's so cheap. You're like, oh shit, why would I go spend, you know, three, 500 bucks on this juve light mm-hmm. when I can go get this light on Amazon for 50 bucks, you know? And so what's happening is there's a lot of scammers that are putting out kind of garbage because of the great science that supports mm-hmm. real And they don't see any of the results yeah. and value and they're like, ah, oh, this is bullshit. Which that's what made me kind of skeptical because I, 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 I know some people that have had them and used them and I've never heard or seen any difference about them before. And it wasn't until we met these guys did I really start diving into it and going like, oh, yeah, shit. Actually, cheap out. Yeah, no, this is it's worth it. Well, you know? I like it because it's not like you're not taking pills or supplements or yeah. whatever. It's light that you get from the sun just coming from, you know, concentrated in that form. It kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, in the kitchen where like the food waits, you know, like, <laughs> I kind of feel like fries sometimes. <laughs> when I'm like a That's just me. Yeah. <laughs> we got to oil you up. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, are we all supposed to like shave our bodies in tan and shit? Uh, photo thing? You guys can do whatever you want, man. I'm going to do all so that shit. I, what I'm hoping, I can get. What I'm hoping Doug is going to be able to. By the way, Doug, were you able to take a picture of yourself? I did. Okay, oh, cool. Good. So what I'm hoping that we can do, this is what I'm thinking. So the should, end of the contest. We should, yeah, we should talk about this because it's coming up in, in a couple days when this gets released. So I'm thinking we go our, our our before and after pictures right next to each other. Underneath that, we'll we'll show people all the stats. Like for example, my before will show them yeah, lean body where, mass, where my mass. weight is, where my lean body mass, where my fat mass is, yeah. where my muscle right or all that is at, what my actual body fat percentage is, and then the after all those same stats. And then we'll just let everybody like on the forum and stuff like that. They can all do their own. Do little I vote. really? We got to really post these photos. No, we don't have to post it. We can post them on our forum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't. I'm not gonna post them on my regular Instagram. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> no. But we can we can share. Just longer. Give me longer. Who yeah. cares? You know what I'm saying. Well, I'm, I I don't know about you guys, but I'm continuing on. I, this uh, for me was. Oh, I'm I'm for sure gonna get. I'm having fun with it. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have a little interruption, but yeah, I'll be back. <laughs> You're yeah. getting fat. Just say it. Wait a minute. I'm going back to the dark side. What did, what did you eat this weekend? Did you do good? I did good. Yeah. No pizza. Good. No nothing. Not a donut. No no no. no. <laughs> <Nothing> <laughs> like just that. meat. Just meat. Yeah. It went back to to clean cold meat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You yeah. gotta be so tired of that it shit. Is, it is. I bet it was. Now, did you notice this? Because this would be interesting to hear. Is you know, after you reintroduced and you had the pizza and the carbs, did you notice the cravings kick back up? Yeah, oh, yeah. I was hungry as hell. Oh, yeah. I bet. And I, it, well, I want to say like the, I stopped, I, I did carbs like up till like the, like Thursday of last week. So I was, I was still eating a, a bit of carbs and then just cut that over the weekend. So, but yeah, I was like getting, <laughs> I was so hungry over the weekend. Oh my God. Now where, where's everybody at total weight wise? What do you guys like your total weight? How much is your weight down since the beginning? Oh. <sighs> 
let's see. So you were was, like seven the last time. I was two thirty something. So and I'm like two eighteen right now. Jesus. Oh wow. But the thing is, I gained weight. Though. I went to two fifteen, then mm. I just gained like three wow. pounds as I was going through my carb. That's a huge loss of, of uh, hopefully body fat. It looks like body fat. Hopefully, look, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucking so huge. good. Fifteen pounds that you you went down. Yeah, Doug, yeah. what do you went? What'd you go down? Yeah, seven pounds. You're seven. Yeah. Where are you? Mm-hmm. But I had the most to lose. So. Yeah, my mine is going to vary between four to eight, depending on how depleted or how much uh, carbs or whatever in me. So I, I, I'm not sure. Right now, I'm dipping below 190 when I'm eating very, very low carbs. And I think I weighed at the place, I think I weighed 195 or six, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember what the weight was. So we'll you're see. only down about five pounds. I am. And I've. I, I, you know, I don't want to put my foot in my mouth, but I feel like I put lean body mass at the, on at the same time. This is this last six weeks. My gut health has been so good. Why? Because I haven't eaten out at all, or mostly not at all. Yeah. And it makes a big difference. And when my gut feels healthy, I tend to put on muscle. So I'm hoping I put on lean body mass as well. Well, I imagine you did. You, yeah, sure you, you did. you've probably ramped up your trigger sessions. You've ramped up the volume because you're training these Saturdays. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's in. You're not in a. It sounds like you're not in a pure pure cut. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you did. Yeah, Anybody we'll start cardio? So I did hit yesterday. You did first day of hit. Yep, first How'd day. That go? Uh, it was rough, uh, but it was only twelve <laughs> minutes. You know, and you know that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up because I got a lot of DMs, and now I can address this because I'm not going to fucking respond to all of them. It takes too long. <laughs> so people were asking, like they read the hit guide and everything that I did the whole, and they were responding like, "Oh, it says what not to do, but it didn't say what to do." And what's your what are your what's your guys's protocol from hit for hit? And when I do this, or so, so this is my first one, and this obviously this will change as I get in better shape and, and better cardio shape throughout this week. Uh, so I did 12 minutes, and I went as hard as I could for a minute. So I went as hard as I, and I was on the elliptical because my and so it's one minute, and then and then I then I just let my heart rate come down, and, and I timed it so I could share with people, but I didn't. I'm not following a protocol like oh what? I see. So it took about 90 seconds for my heart to settle all the way back so down. So you wait till it settles down, then you yes. wait again, and however and that, long that is. Right, and for me right now, that's 90 seconds. Now, as mm. I get in better cardio shape, that's probably going to be a minute, and then maybe even 45 seconds. And this I'll is the elliptical that you're using? Yeah, I use elliptical, just because my Achilles still yeah, is no, not... No, 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 yeah, no, no, I'm no. Not, I'm not all the way there yet, so... I, I'm not, I haven't... I've done a couple hits, but mainly what I'm doing is just walking. Mm-hmm. At night, I go for just a long walk, and I'm planning on doing some adding in some jump rope this week. So, oh, shit. well, I've scaled I've I've scaled my steps every week, week over week. So I started with the target of like eight to ten, and then ten to twelve, and twelve to fourteen, and then fourteen to sixteen. You're and, at you're at over fifteen right now. Oh, I'm up to eighteen thousand steps. Oh wow, now. that's a lot of steps, dude. Mm-hmm. That's so huge. so this this whole week, the goal is for me to land between eighteen to twenty with the hit in there. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, if all goes well, I should uh, I should be able to do that. It is important to note that, though, uh, not that you're doing this or anyone else, but this is an important thing to share on the show, is if you do have a date to get you know lean by or whatever, the last week before it is not the time to cram everything in. So I don't want to give that impression because a lot of people do that. They're like, I need to lose 20 pounds for you know, the, the beach and then they'll go into it in the week of, they're like, I need to lose 10 more pounds and they go insane. I'm not eating anything and doing an insane amount of cardio. Yeah, no, you want to, you want to, you want the, the bulk, the majority of everything you're going to do the previous, you know, right. the week before 
or or you know the mo- the weeks before. Well, you mine's been very methodical all the way through, right? Like I just said, yeah. like I, you know, it's but I, I don't I want going, me, going to eighteen thousand steps isn't a big deal because I was just at fourteen exactly. or sixteen last week. Exactly. You know? I just we, don't want people listening think, oh, they're doing everything the last yeah. week. Oh, oh yeah, no, I've just been really focused on activity and steps and and just like. I'm not sitting at all. Like I've done like no sitting this entire mm. six weeks, like just been active, active, active. So that's really helped. And I haven't done like any cardio. So it's definitely, I've, I've had to go out of my way cause we are way more sedentary w- with what we do now than I ever have been. Like I'm just not trained. I don't train clients. Yeah, I don't do yeah. anything that, that is, that's why it's been so nice, you know, yeah. cause I felt that, like I felt just like, oh, I'm sitting then I'm sitting in my car driving home. I'm sitting, you know, yeah. to get everywhere. Mm-hmm. It sucked. Yeah. No, it's kept me like, uh, I mean, I'm maintaining the house really well right now. So it's kind of like one of the things that I like about it is that when you, when I have these step goals, it's real easy to, to justify getting up and going and sweeping or mm-hmm. cleaning downstairs yep. or carrying shit out. Like, it's just, oh, fuck, I need my steps anyways. I wanted to knock this out. The house is messy. I'll do this, you know. Yeah. So that's kind of the cool part about when I, when I do things like this where I'm actually tracking the steps is, you know, it's really easy to come home from a long day of work and, you know, justify I've had a busy day and I'm just going to sit yeah. down and veg for the rest of the day. Exactly. But so I, different, man. Like, yeah, I, I, I mean, I repaired my roof, you know, for the winter. I got like, you know, all the gutters emptied out, all the leaves, like my whole property looks different. It's awesome. Like, dude, yeah. Awesome. This quaz brought to you by Organifi. For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory-tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. Our first question is from Double Zero Silk Drop. Could someone who naturally does a lot of neat and averages fifteen to 20,000 steps per day fall into the same trap as someone who does excessive amounts of cardio, such as having a hard time putting on muscle and losing fat? So I've gotten a lot of questions like this um, over the last couple months where people are saying- The answer is yes yeah, and yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Should I not move during the day because you guys talk so much about adapting to cardio? What, what I want to be very clear here is lots of activity. Let's just say for devils, you know, let's just play devil's advocate and let's say that it does, your, your body and your metabolism does uh, adapt as a result. Does that mean you don't get any health benefits from that, that activity? No. No, you're still getting lots of health benefits from moving throughout the day. And part of those health benefits include a probably better hormone profile, better mobility, um, which then also contributes to better muscle mass. The difference with NEAT and cardio is NEAT is just your everyday movement, and it's not... It's a lot more varied, right? You got like a lot of different movements you're incorporating. You're not just you know droning in on one specific type of movement. It, all It's not super intense, and from a lifestyle perspective, it's far easier to... It's far easier for me to get a client to implement you know, 10 to 12,000 or 15,000 steps a day than to say do 45 minutes to an hour of cardio a day. Because when you do that cardio, it, it's, it's a scheduled. Okay, I got to get into my workout clothes. I got to get on the machine and maybe I got to go to the gym to do it or schedule this time to do it. Whereas when they're paying attention throughout the whole day, 
They're just moving more. They're parking further. They're taking the stairs instead of the elevator. They're getting up from their desk and moving a little bit. And it's spread out throughout the entire day. And it's it's already worked into their lifestyle, mm-hmm. which makes it a lot easier to, to stick to. The other thing I want to mention is they have done studies on cardio where they've compared where people will do all the cardio in one block versus groups where they take the cardio and they split that block up into two or three sessions. And the metabolic adaptations that occur from cardio seem to happen at a lower rate when people split it up. Now, this may be why bodybuilders have instinctively done cardio in the morning and again later in the day versus doing it all at once. Because this is typically what bodybuilders do, right? They'll do, if they do an hour cardio a day, typically a bodybuilder will say, well, I'll do 30 minutes in the morning mm-hmm. and then 30 minutes post-workout. And, and there, there, there seems to be some science to support that spreading out of, of the activity. So neat is, it's, it's naturally kind of like that, or at least it should be, uh, in my opinion. So, mm-hmm. yeah, well, I mean, she's asking too, like as far as putting on muscle too, while that can be challenging and, and, or losing fat for the 15 to 20,000 mm-hmm. steps. So I think it, it can be. I also think that a lot of people that fall in this category where they, they move this much tend to have like a day or two where they don't quite move that much and then they decide to add, you know, some sort of cardio or it's something in their day, and then it still ends up averaging around the same amount. And so that's where I think there there becomes this like I don't understand. I'm doing cardio. I'm already doing all this stuff. Is that the reason why I'm not seeing results? But in reality, they're still just kind of averaging out what their their body would normally move. So you can see a challenge there. The other challenge, putting muscle on when you're moving that much. So this is one of the challenges I dealt with when I was a trainer was I was burning like 5,000 calories a day. My steps were ridiculous. I was stepping 20,000 steps every single day because I'm training clients one after another, after another, another. And then on top of that, I was trying to add muscle. And so I just couldn't get in the, the calories, consistently get the calories in. I mean, if I'm averaging a burn of 5,000 calories every day, I've got to be averaging 5,000 calories or more of food a, a, a day for the most part, Right. So that can be really challenging for somebody who steps that much. So I, I get that part more. Yeah. Like, so I get, yeah. you know, it's, it is tough to build muscle um, when you're somebody who has got a lot of activity because you probably have a pretty high calorie burn. And so you're trying to keep up with that. Calorie. Now, would you worry about that with 15,000, 10 to 15,000 steps? Would you worry? I don't, I mean, it's, it sounds like a lot, but it really isn't uh, a ton. 15 to 20, dude. Yeah, twenty is a lot. Yeah, twenty thousand steps is a good yeah. amount of steps. I mean, that person's that person. I mean, here's the thing: like, it, quite a bit. here's the thing: if you you build a lot of muscle, people who carry a lot of muscle, that's not an adaptation that works well for lots of movement. It just isn't. That doesn't mean you're sedentary where you don't move at all, because that'll mm-hmm. also make you lose muscle. But when you look at like, if you ever in an extreme case, right? You look at a bodybuilder, pro bodybuilder. That's an extreme case, of course. But when you look at pro bodybuilders, they don't move that much. They typically don't. It's exhausting. You know, they're moving with a ton of muscle. They do really well when they lift weights, and that's that's pretty much it. But for the average person, you know, 10,000, 12,000 steps is probably okay. I think Adam's probably right, 15 to 20 is quite a bit, and it may uh, cause some issues with, with gaining muscle, but how much of an issue would it cause for you, you know? I mean, I guess if you want to gain an extra four or five pounds of muscle, you might want to bring that down a little bit, but if you just want to be fit and healthy – that's probably a better balance, right? To have well, no, I think it's it's the it's the consuming enough calories. Just bottom line, yeah. like if you're, I mean, I know who this is, right? So we know who this this person is. She's very lean. 
She's very active. You know, she's working on her silks all day long and she's probably training a ton of clients on the silks and doing mm-hmm. things like that. So she's probably burning a significant mm-hmm. amount of calories on a very regular basis. And I, I would, I'm willing to bet that she's probably not somebody who eats four or five, yeah. six times a day and it's probably cannot probably just has keep- to intentionally schedule it, you know, more frequently. That's what I had to do. I mean, yeah. for me to build, so I was a tall, lanky, skinny guy who was lifting weights and training clients all day long. And in order for me to put size on, I had to eat 5,000 calories, roughly. I'm, I'm using that for, you know, some days I could eat 4,000, some days I could eat 55, whatever, but in that range. And what I found when I really started tracking, I, I realized that I could have, I'd have a couple days where I do really good. And then I'd have a day or two where I just got busy. I didn't, pre- I didn't prep my meals that day. And so then all of a sudden it would be three o'clock in the afternoon and I'd only consume 1500 yeah. calories. And I'm like, fuck, I got to eat 4,000 more calories by tonight. Like it just wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. So that it could be that it could be that she's just burning a lot of calories. And if she's trying to build muscle, and she's struggling with that. I mean, it's probably because of that. And you have one or two choices. You can start to try and step less or move less, or you got to try and consume more calories. Yeah. Now, I recommend when I have what, you know, quote unquote hard gainers, you know, when you know you're going to a maybe a, a long bout of movement, like you're going to train four, like I used to have these four hour blocks. So that normally I wouldn't train more than about four clients, although I did sometimes, but rarely train four in a row without at least a 15 minute or 30 minute break. You know, I would make sure that I get a good high carb meal going in there, so my body has got all this glycogen to pull from and use instead of me constantly tapping in and, and probably burning, and then my body losing body weight. So yeah. I have an interesting story too on this because I I do want to I don't want to to push hard that cardio somehow makes you lose muscle. I, I think context matters quite a bit um, because I've had clients and I've experienced this personally where they were so inactive. Um, that all they would do is lift weights with me once, you know, between two to three days a week. Then the rest of the time they were so inactive that when I had them add a little bit of cardio because it improved their health, they actually built more muscle and more strength. I experienced this myself uh, because I used to go through these periods of bulking and I was under the belief that I shouldn't burn any extra calories. And then when I started implementing more walking and cardio because I noticed my cardiovascular shape wasn't good, Actually built a well, little bit more I, muscle. I noticed that from fast twitch and, and plyometric type, you know, movement uh, specifically that 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 really did like help me to build different, you know, uh, like my mass changed. Like I could visibly see it in my body, mm-hmm. you know, because of that type of uh, fast twitch movement, like what it did to my physique. So it's possible. I mean, it's definitely possible. Well, I I anticipate this this week. So this is part of the strategy for me too of incorporating this hit is I know this will carry over into my training. I'm also going to be increasing my my volume in my training right now. And it, it'll just, I don't have to like go after it. It'll just naturally happen because I'm going to increase my gas New tank. stimulus. And I and then I'll go into my weight training and I'll be able, my, watch, be able to push harder. Yes, I'll be able to push harder with shorter rest periods, which will send a new signal and adaptation towards the muscle building mm-hmm. side. So yeah. that's part of the strategy for me and how I do this. In, and this is exactly how I did in competing is once I started ramping up that hit, then I could increase that intensity inside the inside the weight room too. So no, it absolutely has that carryover. Mm-hmm. Next question is from Evolved Fitness. What different skill sets are necessary for online training versus in-person training? Mm. 
How are people really doing online coaching for the most yeah. part? I know how I do it, but I don't think it's how right. most people do and it. And this has been a struggle because what I've noticed, the way that I've trained people is very much on like assessment, you know, functional training, like like less on the overall aesthetic and physique of mm-hmm. like, you know, manipulating with what you're eating and, you know, weighing in and that type of stuff, which I've heard you guys talk about a lot, you know, coaching people online. So, yeah, I'm curious how people are going to handle that part of it other than like video type <laughs> Um, you know, checkups. Yeah, because coaching online is a lot of nutrition coaching. Yeah, I, way, yeah, mainly way, nutrition. It yeah, makes sense. Yeah, there's way more training coaching when you're in person, in my experience, and way more nutrition coaching online. Just because, you know, I'm not able to sit there and watch you work out and see what's happening in real time. They can send me videos, and I can give you advice, but it's not the same same as when you're training in person. Right. For that, I mean, the way I coach online is I'm in contact with people daily. And we talk about their workouts, the nutrition, you know, advice, and I guide them along the way. When I train people in person, I didn't really text a lot with people. I would train them. We'd work out. Mm-hmm. I'd do their workout. They'd have a great workout. It was very appropriate, you know, with the correctional component or the muscle building component or whatever. I'd tell them what to do, and then I wouldn't typically see them until the next session. And we may have one or two texts in between, but... It's not the daily type of thing that you do with online coaching, at least in my experience. Well, I have, I have some, I have some cool stuff I can give you right now because I actually have somebody who I am uh, helping in person right now. Uh, I'm actually done. I just finished the last time with her, uh, and I actually virtually coached her first. So her first experience with me was virtually coaching, and then I've now coached her uh, once a week into like training, just one on one. And I think they're two completely different monsters. And uh, I can I provide totally different services in, in, on both of them. So when I'm coaching online, it's 100% all around macros. I mean, I make all clients that I would coach online. They all have maps programs, and they that's their you follow it. There's videos in there for you to do it. It is what it is. Like I can't fucking virtually mm-hmm. teach you how to feel things the way I need you as I could when I'm in person. So it really is just all nutritional coaching. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm in person and this is, and she would be a really cool person to talk to about this type of a question because she's like really digging this and she moved down to LA and she's, she wants to fly up now once a week just so she can continue the one-on-one coaching because she's hitting all these crazy PRs now with me and she's, she's seeing things in her body. You saw Jessica the other day, yep, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. She's, so she's, looks way she's, different. she's like blown away by what, what's happening from workout. And now there's two things that I told her. I said, one, when we first started training, I said, I'm going to be your pace car. So I'm going to dictate your intensity. Now, when I'm training someone in person, I can control this. I can push them. I could look at all their body signals. I could see the way she's breathing. I could see the way she, when she's struggling between sets, I know I can get, I can probably get a better idea of her perceived intensity than she can herself because I've been doing this for so long. So over the course of the last three months that we were working together, I would gradually increase her intensity and I would be the one dictating that and controlling that week over week. So she would continually progress. And probably the most beneficial thing was squatting and deadlifting. So that's where the main, that was like the focus. Every time she came in and trained with me, like we didn't do bullshit fucking biceps and tricep exercises. Like that's not stuff that I'm really going to add value to her. I am going to, I took, took all the mechanically challenging movements and I, and I gave her where her money is, is best spent. I think in my opinion with myself, which is these crazy little detailed cues. 
So then I could take her and and for her, like we were we were deadlifting. Now she's got a very, very slight her foot pronates on her right side just a tiny bit and it runs all the way up and she feels it in her hip. Sometimes she feels it in her low back. None of that would I have been able to have figured out without seeing her in person and watching her move. So I picked it up before she noticed the side effects because just like in any client, mm-hmm. they normally have before the, the bell really goes off for them is when the pain or some something feels weird and off. But I remember the very first day that we deadlifted and I was already critiquing and then I would give her these things to do like, okay, I want you to you know, get the lacrosse ball out, you're going to roll your foot out, then you're going to hit your peroneals, then you hit your IT, and then I want you to do 90-90. And of course, just like every client does, when I give them a recommendation like this, they say yes, and then they don't go put the work in like they should. And then she'd come back, and then she'd deadlift again, and I'm not seeing I'm not seeing it improve. And it's, and all she's getting this tightness that's getting worse and worse. And then finally, it starts to really bother her. And then she finally starts to put the work in. And then she finally sees it pay off. And then she starts to see it carry over into strength. And then, then, then this whole thing clicks. Now, that was a progression of weeks and weeks of seeing me one-on-one. And that is something that I can't deliver to her. I couldn't deliver to her when I was coaching her. Yep. I coached yeah. her for almost a year virtually uh, prior to that. And of course, she's asked me questions about weight training and I answer them as best as I can. But until I see that body move, I can't I can't give her... And yeah, it's it's way more of uh, the training aspect in person. Uh, and I think it's way more the nutrition aspect online. Right. Because yeah. I don't... I, didn't, I never coached my clients with nutrition this in depth right. as I do with online. I did help coach them, but it wasn't like I'm not texting them every day. What did you eat? Let's go through. There was a few, but not very often because they would pay me for the well, training. I'm, yeah, I'm very skeptical to see if even technology can replicate that because it's such a nuanced thing. Like you, like being it the can. trainers we are and the experience we have and it the can. things we look for, there's so many variables with that. And everybody mm-hmm. like comes in um, with decades of it movement can. patterns that are establishing these, you know, solidified recruitment patterns that you really have to have a trained eye you, to, to discern. You can't even do, even when you do video, even if I notice an issue in a video, no, which see I often video. do, well, even when I do, even when I yeah. do see the issue, how do you correct that? Okay. Here's what I want you to do. Yeah. Try doing this with your shoulder. You know how this is. Yeah. You could tell a client, I well, want you to take your left shoulder. They're not going to feel it because they don't well, have the, the feedback. Yeah. You know, good, another person. good example of this. So this, the last time I seen her, we were, you know, she's gotten really good at deadlifting. By the way, she's pulling 300 pounds deadlifting for Damn. a chair, yep. which is for a girl who'd never deadlifted before. That's a lot of weight. Yeah. yeah. For, yeah. 300 pounds, Legit. dude. So when we, when we start getting creeping up in her weight, like I also, I also video her so I can t- use that to kind of show her like, so, and it's something, a common thing that would happen when we are doing really lightweight. So like 135 pound deadlift for her is really light. Uh, she's she's done that so many times now. She gets in there, mechanics are beautiful. And then as she starts to creep up towards her PR, the fear sets in. And so she would she would start to drop her hips too low to mm. do it. And then, her, and then her low back would give. Now I can say that to her a million times, right? But I video it, I show her and then I pause her in the middle of the lift and say, like, I'm right there. 
to touch her as soon as she does it. And here's we talked about a question a while back, like when you touch clients. Here's where I touch a client. Yeah, right you here. show them where to put yeah, her. I to slap move. her right on the side of the hip as soon as she does it. I'm sitting right next to her. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, now listen, let me show you what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then the moment I see it, I'm going to let you know. So she gets all in her place. She gets ready to pull. And I see her hips drop. Whack. I hit her right on the side right there. Yeah. Let her know. You just did it right there. And then she gets it. And then we have to We're do that. We're all guilty like, of that. Yeah. I mean, the, like the most experienced lifter is guilty of that. And that's why you need a coach to identify like some of yep. the own patterns that, that they, they visibly see that you don't see it because it's like, we're just like unaware, yep, you yep. know, completely. And getting clients is very different in person than, than online. I mean, you know, when you get clients in person, you do use online things, you know, services and social media, and that's one way, but you know, you've got to meet the people. You have to be in front of them, sit down yeah. with them, do an assessment. Online, it's all online. It's a totally different scaling process. It's a different way of of building a clientele. It's a totally different monster. Well, and I think it'll work, you know, if you build up to that. Like I just, if you establish like a good foundation with your clients and yeah. like you can, you know, graduate towards that, like that, that'll totally work on the training side. Um, but I just don't. Your marketing I, needs to be on point for online training. Yeah. You can get away with it not being on point for in person, especially if you're working a gym and you can just go talk to people on the workout floor. But if it's all online, your social media needs to be on point. Otherwise, it'd be very difficult to get clients. I think they're both awesome. And I think there's a lot of value in both of them. They're just, I think they're extremely different. And I'm, my prices reflect that. Like I would, I was charging, like I started at 250, uh, obviously when Mind Pump got to where it was at and everything, I was charging a lot more because of uh, our, my time was limited. And for me to do that, it only made sense if it was more money. But Originally, when I was online training, it was only 250 for a whole month, and you got this virtual coaching. And all I used to dive into is nutrition. So I think if I'm advising a trainer who's thinking about doing either or or both, I would say, well, if you're going to be a very successful online trainer, then I would spend a majority of my time really understanding nutrition and everything about all the nuances of nutrition and understand diets really well and understand gut health and all these things because the types of questions that you're going to be troubleshooting are those. Like a client's going to be messaging you saying like, oh, my my gut, like I feel bloated or I feel this like, well, you need to be able to look back at their diet the day before what they consumed and be able to troubleshoot that with them. Like, oh, wow, well, you, it looks like you... We had, you know, four ounces of cheese this day and you normally don't have that. Maybe you have some sort of an intolerance. So let's try eliminating that. So that's the type of conversations that you're having virtually when it's online training is mostly geared around troubleshooting nutrition. And and there's going to be a variance for every person that you coach. So you got to be really fucking well versed in that if you're going to be successful at it. So that's where I'm putting most of my energy and focus. Then if you're in person, I think the biggest bang for your buck in person is mechanics. Like you got to be very mechanically sound and the movements that are going to benefit you. Like anybody can teach a basic standard bicep curl. That's pretty easy. It's the movements that are most challenging, the overhead presses, the deadlifts, the squatting movements like that, that are where people are going to break down. You've got to be able to see that and see where, you know, normal common imbalances are and then address it. Like, I mean, I don't know how many times I've done this where I teach a squat, the squat looks pretty good. The client gets up and they go, I feel it all in my quads. I don't feel anything in my butt. And then literally from right there, we stop squatting. I walk over. Start I do, priming the glutes. Right. And then I start do some movements to prime their glutes and then get them to relief. Okay, you feel that? Feel Okay, let's do 10, 15 yeah, of those. You can't do that online. Right, you can't do that. And then I walk them over and then they do it. And then all of a sudden that connection happens right there. Like that's impossible to do that or give that virtually. So, and that's also why you charge significantly higher for that in person because those things are intangible. Next question is from Kelzar the Magnificent. 
Kills are. What are your thoughts on YouTube fitness brands such as Kinobody that push intermittent fasting as their main selling point for fat loss and literally write it into their program? <laughs> you see Lane talking shit on our our page. On no, that? did he? What he say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's just laughing at him because yeah. you know. Do you guys look at this guy's stuff very much or no? Yeah, I've seen like I've probably seen the same videos over and over. It's just like this over the top like <laughs> drone shot you know his mansion whatever like Is and then it? him working out yeah. and doing like bicep curls and bench be, yeah you gotta with be his awesome shirt off. and be awesome i'm sold yeah you know does anybody know his backstory on no i think where his, where I, his, I think his program you certainly okay. didn't get you certainly didn't get that rich being a fitness guy i'll tell you that right no, now no, no. <laughs> well maybe he's yeah, not money he sells like shit online no, and stuff no, like no, that. no fuck no no fuck no bro i'm gonna have to say fuck no yeah i don't he's got how big is his channel he's got a massive channel he might have no no i mean I'm well, not now saying, yeah no i'm not saying he's not making but the, that house is a big fucking house that he's and he's the toys that he had the kids either one trust fund or he made money doing something else before yeah uh and, not, and that's not to say he's not making great money now i'm sure he's making great money now he's, he's got has, a pretty big but that's name. his whole brand yeah. is to look like he's like super you know flossy from the get-go yeah, yeah. yeah so, he calls himself the the like, real the real bruce wayne no way. Yes, dude. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh that's my God. Self-proclaimed. The egos yeah. in fitness are insane. Oh, so Here, great. I mean, here's a, he's it's it's brilliant, okay? From a, but it depends, right? It depends on what you're going after. I don't think it's that brilliant because yeah. if you were to like here's okay, let's it's the let's bag model. Let's unpack. Well, I was going to be that mean. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and be that well, mean. Well, here's okay, and this is something that this is a critique that I have on some of, some of these fitness uh, guys like this. They are chasing the likes and the subscribers so much that they they don't think about who they're appealing to as much. And they're, I guarantee you, if I were to get back and look at all his numbers, I guarantee his conversion rates do not even come close to somebody else that's probably appealing to a different demographic. The number one, I guarantee his, his group is 15 to 25 years old is the highest amount of traffic that he's seeing. It's also the brokest traffic. So the people that are converting from that, that are viewing. So kids see like subscribers and like, oh my God, he's got a million views. Oh, he has all this stuff like that. Well, that's great. You know how many people I meet that have a million views and they don't make hardly any money because they're attracting these young boys. Just, I mean, I would be so into that if he was... If I was 17 years old, right when I got into lifting and I came across Kino Body, 100%, he's the kid I probably would like because I wanted to have the big house and the cool cars and the long hair, that, that especially for me now. <laughs> so, I still I mean, want that. <laughs> so I desirable. Mean, I mean, that stuff would yeah. totally appeal to me, but I was also 17 and I was broke, so I couldn't afford all of his programming or spending yeah. a lot of money. So, Well, he's one of the bigger names in, the in, I guess, the fitness space or the YouTube fitness space. And, and, you know, I haven't looked at a lot of his stuff, but if he's pushing fasting as a way to lose fat, I disagree with that. I don't think... Not eating uh, is a strategy to to lose weight or or go for long periods without eating. I'm not saying fasting is not good. I'm the biggest proponent of fasting, but I don't it's just like the mentality. I do it, not yeah. like pushing fasting as a weight loss tool because that is a road to eating no, he's, disorder. He's only, he's only got four hundred thousand subscribers. Bro. Uh, okay. uh, that ain't shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll Come on. Yeah. No, the whole yeah yeah that much money. Yeah, no, weak, weak sauce. No yeah. pushing fasting uh, to to lose fat is a road to Eating disorders. It's a road to, you know, having a bad relationship to food. I this was what I coached. Look, when I first became a trainer and I started figuring things out, 
I had to work a lot on this with clients because a lot of people back in the day, people come to me, never ate breakfast. I never eat lunch. Yeah. So I have to like work with them on, on how to incorporate meals and fasting is healthy. It's good for you when you do it appropriately, when you do it in, inappropriately, you're, you're just using it as a tool to, to, to mess with yourself like you would with any other yeah. tool that you have a bad relationship with. And, or it's important to know if you fast too consistently all the time, mm -hmm. it's not very good for your hormone profile and it becomes a stress oh, on the body. I feel like I went through that. I mean, it was one of those things that's convenient because, you know, you know, you can kind of manage your weight uh, by eliminating certain meals out throughout your day, but inevitably your body's going to adapt to that. And now, you know, it, going forward, like, try, like you need to, you need to reintroduce food. You need to up, you know, your calories in order to break that up and, and make sure that your metabolism is healthy. I'm, the, 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 the hormone effects from too much fasting are more, women are more sensitive to it. And so I've, I've had lots of messages like this over the years now where, you know, women will say, well, I, I fast every single day and now I'm starting to get these following symptoms. And a lot of them are symptoms like hair of loss. Oh and, yeah. Like hormone, hormone yeah. imbalances. And, you know, sometimes if, if I recommend to them and I'll say to them, look, I'm not a doctor, but here's what I, what I would suggest in this case, stop fasting and see if, if it all, if anything changes for you. And in many cases it does too much fasting for men will even lower testosterone and fasting raises cortisol. Yeah. One of the reasons why you have energy when you fast is because your cortisol goes up. Cortisol gives you energy. Okay. So this is the, it's the hormone that spikes in the morning to wake you up. It's right. a, it's actually a feel good hormone. The reason why it goes up when you're stressed is it's trying to mobilize energy in case something, you know, happens. Now, too much exposure to cortisol, not a good thing. If you have lots of stress, you're working out like crazy and you fast all the time, might not be a good idea to do that on a consistent consistent basis, especially if you're using it solely for the fat loss effects. My opinion today is different than it was when I first discovered the benefits of fasting. When I first discovered it, I thought intermittent fasting was the, the greatest thing ever. Mm -hmm. Now I think more sporadic, longer fasts are probably better. I don't think this daily, every single day, especially yeah. to use – and by the way, we've never recommended – Fasting for weight loss. I mean, they used to well, call I've, that just not eating. I've yeah. been on this. You know? I've been in the same place with it since the day we even wrote the guide, and even before that. Like, it directly conflicts with my philosophy on how I teach ninety nine percent of all my clients when I first would get them, because rarely ever did I ever meet somebody and say, "Hey, track your food for a week," and then I get it, and they're hitting all their nutritional targets, and all they're doing is over consuming. That rarely ever happens. It never happens. Most people are doing this like starve, overfeed, starve, overfeed type of mentality where they don't give their body the nutrients they need and then they overconsume the bullshit that they don't need. So taking somebody from that place and then just telling them to starve more or more often or in a, on a, in a yeah, their, their cravings are going to increase. It's just not a, it's not a smart strategy. Like it, it's it, I've always said it that it, it, I've looked at fasting as an advanced way of dieting and I so I do teach it but it's down the road. Like I've it's way after I've been coaching you for months and I've been trying to get you to understand the benefits of all the different macronutrients and what your body needs and the possible intolerances that you might have going on. Once I get you kind of honed in on all of that stuff and you have a real good understanding of nutrition and you've been consistent eating what your body needs for what you're doing, then I can show you how to intermittently fast every once in a while. And I've never, ever promoted any, I've never had a single client 
that I've ever encouraged to fast daily. I just think that's silly. I've personally messed with that before. I've seen it. I think that your body gets so used to that, that the benefits that everybody talks about, those are all from short studies. So it's like, yeah, if you take somebody who's never fast before, then all of a sudden they intermittent fast every single day. You do a short three-month study on that person. I bet you can see all kinds of health markers. Extend that study for six months, a year, two years, and I bet their body's adapted so much to that they're not seeing any of the health benefits anymore. That's my theory on fasting like that. So like Sal's, when Sal started doing the fast for two or three days, one time a month, I think that's brilliant, especially for somebody who consistently eats and feeds his body correctly what a great way to intermittently interrupt that process by restricting for food for a day to three days. Well, what do you? This is the thing. Like the reason why I would even promote fasting in the first place, or is not for weight loss. If any weight loss happens from fasting, that's a that's kind of a side effect. The things that I recommend fasting for are, you know, cell autophagy, right? The the cleaning out of of, of bad material in your body, the 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 program cell death. The stimulating of of, uh, of stem cells so that when you do refeed food relationships, you, you build up new you know your immune system comes back and it comes back yeah you resensitize all these nutrients resensitize your body to insulin and sugar food relationship when you go without food for three days you really learn how to deal with your stress and your anxiety without having to feed yourself you under, you relearn what hunger feels like there's a spiritual component there really is because whether you're I don't care who you are. Food does act like a drug in some ways. And when you go without it, there's some growth that tends to happen. Those are the reasons why I recommend fasting. And you get it, you get better results from that from doing a, a kind of a longer fast. So like I, think the guy, I think the guys that are out there promoting it as a fat loss tool is whack. That's what I think. Yeah, I don't, so I don't straight think straight up, if he's using, if he's, if he's promoting of it. Of course, as they're going to, they're going to do this because, you well, know, that's everything's what we, we called based. that though, at the very yeah. beginning. I mean, we talked about internet. I mean, go all the way back to like, I don't know where we first started. Episode talking four, probably. Yeah. One of the first episodes when we first ever mentioned, mentioned it, I remember us, you know, telling people, this is not something that everybody should be doing. You most certainly should not be doing it as a fat loss tool. It is not, it should not be used that way. It should be just a nice side effect that happens when you intermittently introduce every once in a while with what's happening and what we knew would happen is because of all the good science that supports it, people again will take it to an extreme. And now you got these people that are marketing it. And the, a lot of these people that are doing it, they're following it and they're seeing, sure, they're seeing great results. Of course, you you, you don't eat for that many hours every single day. You eventually will lose You've weight. you cut your calories. Yeah. But how many people, one, will maintain that? And even if you do maintain that, now a lot of the health benefits, I'm sure, are starting to diminish because you've been doing it consistently for so long. Next question is from Cam Melvin. I've been doing CrossFit for about seven years. It's been hard for the past several years for me to keep the physique that I want. I look fit, but would definitely like to be leaner. I'm starting to think that I have been doing high-intensity training for years and my metabolism has adapted. Over the summer, I have been mixing it up and doing MAPS aesthetic some days instead of CrossFit. I really enjoy CrossFit and I'm not going to quit it, but was wondering the best formula to combine a MAPS program and CrossFit to be able to maintain a leaner physique and help my metabolism rev up. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tease you a little bit, Cam, for this because it's like... You've been doing CrossFit, and then your answer to this plateau is to throw more at it. Yeah, um, probably not going to help. No, I don't think. I'm going to calm some, down, and, and I'm sure I'll piss some people off. But for an aesthetic look, for lean and muscle and shape and all that stuff, 
uh, CrossFit's not the best way to get there. Now, I'm not saying you, you're not going to improve the way you look. If you weren't working out before and you did CrossFit, you will. They incorporate some of the best exercises. There are lots of intensity. All that Maybe stuff. the initial shock of it. Right? But no, but it's not, it's not, uh, it's not the best way um, if, you're, if you're aesthetically driven. CrossFit training is really good to get you good at CrossFit. So, uh, you know, and, uh, to be clear, like, what is a CrossFit? What is CrossFit? It's to be able to do these workouts in under time. It's to be able to do specific combination of workouts, sometimes modeled after the games, sometimes modeled after, you know, whatever the, the gym instructor puts together. But it's going to make you better at CrossFit. And you're going to get a lot of a combination of things, endurance, stamina, strength, you know, those all, all kind of a mix. It's punishment. You know, like people love punishment and like, I get it. Like, again, I'm going to keep kind of voicing this to athletes and people that are in this space and this mentality. It's addictive. We love that shit. You know, I like to like leave a workout. Like I just hammered my body and I'm sweaty and sore and it's fucking addictive. Mm. You need to break out of that addiction. Yeah. I, if you he, understand what it feels like to be more mentally disciplined. Yeah, well, if, it, if he steps out of it, if you, Cam, if you got out of CrossFit. I think it's a she. Or she. If you got out oh, of CrossFit shit. and you did a MAPS program or another. That's all you should do. Well-planned program. Just do that. Yeah. yeah. Give it three to four months. Will you lose performance in CrossFit? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm going to be clear here. If you followed a program like MAPS Aesthetic or MAPS Anabolic, which are more of the aesthetic-based programs, you will go. if you did go back to CrossFit after three months, you'll be stronger on some lifts for sure, but you're going to lose some, perform, you know, some performance. But you're going to get leaner and build more muscle. Now, if you want to do the best of both worlds, I would say stop CrossFit, do MAPS performance. Mm -hmm. You'll still build more muscle, still get a little leaner. You'll go back to CrossFit, and you probably won't lose that much, if, if anything at all. Here, here's the thing. Why, why not take a one-year hiatus? Go back in a year. You know, why, why not? You're, you're trying to do two things that are conflicting. Mm -hmm. It's like why it's the same, the same topic that I had with Katrina with these Spartan races. It's like, you can't beat yourself up, you know, hun, for not wanting to, or not building the body that you love or you dream to have while you're also chasing after a Spartan race. They're conflicting goals. Does it mean that you can't run a Spartan race and look awesome? Like she, my girl looks great still, and she's still got a great body fat percentage. But I'll tell you right now, her body has changed. Just in this last three months, she does not look like the same body that she had just six months to a year ago. That's because I had her completely bodybuilding for the last two, three years leading up to that. And so her shape has changed. Now her body fat percentage on the on the machine looks awesome. It mm -hmm. looks just as good. So she's low body fat percentage, but the shape of her body, the way that she wants to look is changing. And it's like, well, you there's going to be a give somewhere. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to CrossFit, you're not going to probably be the most aesthetic way, mm -hmm. not the most aesthetic version of yourself. Can you get aesthetic? Can you be lean? Can you look good? Can Yeah, sure you can, but... You're not going to be the best version of yourself that way unless you train for the best way to train to look that way, which would be a more bodybuilding yeah. style of a routine. So, you know, adding more to what you're already doing is not going to do that. And if Cam is is done this for seven years and is saying, I would like to be leaner, I'm assuming she's tried things with her diet because that would be the first place, right? Okay, well, look yeah. at your diet, whatever. I'm assuming she's tried and she's struggling and if, if she's been doing that hardcore intensity type workout consistently for that long and she's finding that her body's just holding on to stubborn body fat, you could be causing some issues. You definitely could be causing some issues 100%. with your body. I mean, you're yeah. right. If, that would be the first thing. If you if you want to continue your CrossFit, don't add MAPS aesthetic. Just change your diet. 
just get get into a lower. But if, she, if she's already tried, but, right? Well, that's. I mean, I would say lower your calories. Lower your calories by two two hundred calories a day, and you should lean out even more. But what I don't know is, are you already at fifteen hundred or eighteen hundred calories? For a person who's doing CrossFit four or five days a week, that's pretty fucking low. Mm-hmm. And 200 calories less is not very not a place where you probably want to be. It means you've slowed your metabolism down. So spend a year of revving your metabolism back up and do a bodybuilding type routine. Feed your body, build some muscle, lose a little bit of endurance. You can get that back fucking so quick. By the way, people don't realize this. I mean, you're gonna. I'll change my cardio endurance this week. Endurance you're, you're, adaptations, you gain, so fast. And, you gain yeah. them and lose it fast. Super yeah. fast. Yeah, it comes so, and goes quick. Yeah. So, I mean, this is why, if, if, for people that don't know this, this is why this has been going on for forever, for as long as I know. You know, every every sport does this, basketball, football, baseball. Everybody knows what their first, what happens when you get back in school. The, for, you got one week. One week and the coaches do what they call hell week. And some football does yep. it double days. Basketball, all we did was run lines and burp or fucking, you know, gut busters or whatever you want to call them. And you run your ass off for one week and you're already in condition. Yep. Like you can get in your endurance back. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, yeah. That's that's I used to you know, I used to tell that to clients all the time. The wonderful thing about strength is well, part the the bad part about strength is it takes a while to build it, but it actually sticks with you. For a little while, endurance you gain quickly, you lose, lose that shit quickly. quickly. Yeah. Like if you did endurance training this week and you took next week off, it'd be the following week you'd be back to yeah, it. no, absolutely. Now with strength Square training, one. sometimes I could take a week or two off and come back and be stronger. You know, with with with, with when it comes to strength. But, I just yeah. you know someone like this, I'm sure seven years of doing this, you're probably in the same box. You've probably built some really strong relationships. There's probably a lot yeah, of there's a lot tied into it. Yeah, so I get it, man. I totally understand it and. But I mean, Jesus, change if, is hard. You want to change? You gotta, you gotta change. Yeah, that's how. That's how I feel. Like if this was a client of mine and they were coming to me saying this, I'd be like, well, what? What's more important to you? If the the community and the workout is more important, well, then keep doing it. But if your abs are more important and that's what you want, well, then you're doing the wrong things. Mm-hmm. It's, that, it's that simple. It's just like it's not. It doesn't need know. to be this. Like, how do I figure this out? It's like you want your cake and eat it too. Yeah, like, it's always like, how can I still incorporate yeah, it? Yeah, it's like, what's so, more important to you? No. And there's nothing wrong with saying that. I love to go to my CrossFit box. I love to train that way. I love the people I work out with. You're not going to get me to change it. Then I say, okay, to enjoy it. There's nothing you know wrong with rem- that. You know what this reminds me of? I used to get before CrossFit existed. You know. Uh, you would have people that would just do super high intensity circuits and stuff, right? Right. And I would get clients like this every every once in a while. And it was more often than not, it was women. And they would come to me and they would tell me, okay, I need to hire you. I want to get shredded. I want to get lean. And, and I'd be like, okay, what is your, you know, what is your workout history? And they're like, oh, I, I work out and I do boot camp classes or circuit training four or five days a week. And I've been doing it for the last three years. And these women, you could see I could just see that they were they they were just holding on to stubborn body fat because I would look at their diets. Their diets wouldn't really be terrible most of the time. And you'd see them work out and they were fit and they'd have stamina and whatever, but they'd still have this like 28% body fat percentage. And I every single time I'd tell them, look, you need to back way the fuck off that, that type of training. Start working out with me. It's going to take us about three months to start to reverse things. And inevitably, they'd trip themselves out and they'd be like, whoa, I'm way leaner, way it's more just, muscular. It's the same. It's just beating yourself up too much. It's the same thing I've been dealing with with the, all my runner addicts forever. I mean, it's the same conversation. I mean, I don't know how many people I've trained. Before CrossFit existed, you know, I trained hundreds and hundreds of yeah marathon yeah. runners and people that love to, to run. 
And that's what they would say to me. Like, I love to run, Adam. I love to run, but I want, I just can't seem to get leaner. I just can't seem to build this body that I want. Well, fuck, you're running five to seven days a week. Like, mm-hmm. stop. That's not, that's not what you're, if you're trying to, run, if you want to be really good at running, you're doing a great job. Keep mm-hmm. doing it. If you love it so much that it's more important to you than the way you look, then you're already, you already have the answer. You're already doing a great job. Enjoy it. But if you come to me as a professional and you say, hey, Adam, I, I want this. And I tell you that the way you're going about it is all wrong and is not the best way to do that. And your only answer is, well, what about so-and-so who, you know, some famous chick in, in CrossFit who looks the way you want? Well, that's she's fucking not you. She's a different body type. I don't know where her diet's at. I don't know what she's taking hormone-wise. Yeah, the gray market peptides. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck she's doing. Time, like, yeah. I'm telling you right now that if you're if you're doing all this endurance-type training, and you're wanting to shape and change the body differently. It's it's conflict. It's a conflicting message. And you know who knows how much damage you've done that you got to reverse that because if I, you, I'll I, tell you right now, if you're I don't know your size, but if you're an average weight for female, where you're somewhere between the 120 to 160 ish range or 170 range female body, and you're eating sub 2,000 calories and every you're day, doing this workout and you're doing all this stuff like that, yeah. you, you fucking have slowed your metabolism take, way down. Take a few months off, do some real good traditional strength training. Maps aesthetic or maps anabolic would probably actually be more appropriate. And I'll tell you what, on that note, the girl, the girl that you know, because again, you get the well, what about so and so? You know, who's I bet you money the ones that look really aesthetic at the highest level across it, those girls are eating. Yeah. I promise you, if they have an aesthetic looking physique and they're making they're, out their boyfriend taking stuff. <laughs> that's okay. That's, that's right. what they're doing. That's Absolutely. Right. Look, Maps Performance is 50% off. Three There's days left. Only hey, three days left. Go to mindpumpmedia.com. Enter the code Green50, G-R-E-E-N, the number 50 to get 50% off. Again, it's at mindpumpmedia.com. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now, plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.